Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. Hey, this is Joe Doring. I'm here at World Famous Corgan Hall. What's going on? It's Sammy Guevara, the best ever. And you, yes, you are listening to WrestleCast Radio, baby. WrestleCast Radio, it's the number one podcast in all of wrestling, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony the Spider. <laughs> I got a new name for every opponent that gets in the ring with me. I call them pedal pushers. If you morons know anything about it, you know where I'm putting them. Tony the Spider means business in IPW, and I'm going to take everyone I can out. At least for the last time... You went at it alone. You became the United States champion. What can we expect from you on SmackDown Live? Well, hey, I'm here, like I said before, I'm here to shock the world. I'm ready. I'm ready to show my lucha art inside and outside the ring. But first of all, I can't stop thinking about Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin being on SmackDown. <laughs> I get to have my revenge. Is that okay? Hey, like I said, I'm here to stay. Make make a, make a, uh, a good... You need to tell me in front of the WWE universe that you respect me. Brady Boone and Scott Doring. How you doing, Don? That was a hell of a finish. Coco Samoa. It's one of the fastest energetic men I've ever seen in the ring today. The belts are on the line. What can I say? He's got one fall uh, going for him. We may see the belts change, hand here, change hands here tonight. I, I really feel that, me and my new partner here. What we've got going, we feel, is one of the, one of the best combinations of tag teams I've ever been involved with. I feel this, my partner here, he's one of the fastest men, one of the most agile, energetic individuals I've ever been teamed with. Getting comments from Test. I know Steve Blackman, there's something you have to say. You bet your ass there is. Shamrock. It's real simple. I'll step into your world, the lion's den, if you step into mine. And that is weapons all around the cage. And anyone bad enough to get one can use it. So, this way this thing's got to end, one way or another. Eli, your topic is mustache. You have 10 seconds. Ready, go. What is a mustache? <laughs> it's a little bit of hair growing over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one. But you know what? A mustache is for a real man. See, of all these people here, I have the best mustache of them all. I thought you'd give me a couple more days. I'll have a nice thick mustache. But none of these boys right here okay, will ever have you, Eli. Not he he didn't have a mustache. Michael McGillicuddy approached the podium. <laughs> Michael... Episode 117. Masashi Takeda, no! <laughs> it's 
is that man that we just heard, Sonata, going to get his revenge? Night two wrestling Duntaku. I don't know. Neither does Alex because we ain't going to talk about Duntaku yet because it's not for a couple weeks. Instead, We're going to be talking about is... Masashi Takeda and taking many bombs <laughs> yes, to the uh, dome. We will be definitely. We get, we get, we're going to talk into the big two matches from the, uh, the 2019 Deathmatch Wrestling Survivor Tournament. Their G1 Climax, <laughs> essentially, for the Deathmatch division. Block A and Block B winners, as they should. Masashi Takeda, Asami Kadoka, and they did. I mean, the magic was there again, just like last June. We're talking that. Also, the Daichi Hashimoto coming out party against Yuji Okabayashi in the Strong Division Tournament Finals to crown the number one contender. Winner gets Daisuke Sekimoto. My area is hard hmm. thinking of that. I can't wait to you talk mean a hard that. Surface? Alex... <laughs> like where, where you're performing the show right now, right? No? Yeah, very, very comfortable surface. Um, it's a huge package <laughs> like a drawing we got a few weeks ago. Oh, man. You're a regular a Derek Fury, aren't you? <laughs> Sometimes. Only when I'm talking deathmatch wrestling, apparently, in 2019. Um, not when you're listening Alex... to Drake? <laughs> no, not anymore. Oh, okay. Not anymore. We all got to grow up sometime, I guess. <laughs> but, Alex, I tell you what, this is the wrestling, the WWE eulogy episode, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe week, for, for a long time. Yeah, well, jeez, boy. You know, and we we said we're gonna get, we'll give the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. We'll see if that can can maybe stop us from taking a five week hiatus to Money in the Bank. And boy, oh boy, did that not happen, uh, especially on Raw for me. So, WrestleMania. <laughs> you are you're breaking up, sir. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? It, yeah. Oh, there it goes. I hear you now. Oh, that's such a bummer. I said, what was more underwhelming, WrestleMania or the nights after on a Monday and Tuesday? That's what we're going to try to decipher, except our <laughs> brains might explode. <laughs> you know, and here's something too that I will, I will say, too, is a lot of people have been talking about this is one of the best WrestleManias there has been, and this was better than blah, blah, blah. And look, I, I, said this to, I said this to everybody that was watching with us. This show had some decent wrestling on it, a better wrestling mm-hmm. than I had seen. But for people who said this was better than the Supercard or one of the best manias that there's been, I, I'm just looking at my match ratings. And when you go, okay, the, there were 16 matches. So 10th match, I went four and a quarter. You guys obviously probably know what that is. But I'm looking at the rest of it. Mm-hmm. One and a quarter, one and a half, Three and a half, one and a quarter, two and a quarter, and two and a quarter. How is that the best? One of the best ever when the final five matches were just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, laying it all out there. I like it. Oh man, I mean, I'm sorry. it's like you're when, all in or something. When, it's like when you're Billy Gunn. The best match in the final six matches was a star and a quarter better than, than the best thing the, the rest of that, that had, and that was Triple H and Batista with a median age of, like, 101. I mean, the and, trip gave him that extra, you know, rating, right? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that was key, especially when Batista just laughed about it, did another laugh, and came back in. Look, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I don't Triple H can't really go anymore, man. I'm sorry. But I'll tell you, Dave Batista came in and worked his ass off. I mm-hmm. could not believe how hard Batista worked. That's why that, that match got three and a half from me, because 
I, I went in there with the lowest of low expectations. <laughs> and Batista was taking bumps like you'd think he was Sabu. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's like, very valid points. I'm like, what is he doing? This guy's going to break his back. I'm just going to take a huge power bomb or whatever on ring steps and ba- or a spine buster. Oh, my head just slammed off the steps. No big deal. Hey, rip my nose ring out. Hey, put me through two tables. Like, what the hell? Apparently, his insurance premium isn't like the rocks on a Hollywood set. So maybe <laughs> they're just like, hey, man, Dave, carte blanche. You're you're crazy anyway. Just just go all go all at it. I mean, to, to be fair, why did it feel like Batista worked harder than he did in his entire career this match? Agreed. <laughs> I thought the same thing insane. for a millisecond. Totally. I yeah. It's like we always talk about the last run. You know, D bag Batista, one of our favorite, if not the best incarnation of the animal. Um, at least one of my favorites, and he continued that streak. You know, with simplicity you know whether it was live via satellite or you know just telling triple h you know that to what kiss his ass or whatnot but i might have started (laughs) to strike early um but you know it was just like (laughs) you know just the 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 simpleness and you know the hollywood but not too hollywood you know if you will jericho has worn many sparklier you know jackets upon a return or two than batista wore uh that that uh, Monday after the Ric Flair dragging, but no, I, like you said, it was a serviceable match. Um, you know, I'm the biggest Batista fan, you know, if you will, but, uh, it, it didn't get the 45 minutes or that full, uh, what was it? Seventh hour of the pay-per-view when it came on, but, um, <laughs> it got a pretty good portion, but I guess I was more relieved that it was okay. That was only 37 minutes with bad Mad Max, uh, entrances. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I mean, look, I, I knew when we saw the match run times after, you know, the next day, I knew that was the longest match. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I knew that was going to happen, but I was expecting it to be longer. So they kept it to about 25 and it was, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I, I, I hate to say it and I'm not trying to be the hater that I usually am, but Batista outworked Triple H by a mile. I felt like, man, mm-hmm. and he, he's rejuvenated. I mean, he looked like he could totally go for another program within this character. But, you know, as, as some of us, if not all of us know, the day after WrestleMania, you know, he announced his retirement. So, uh, you know, he got to end it on his own terms against, you know, the, the man he wanted to. Um, and let's be real. He has, what, three movies coming out in the next, you know, couple of months. A hilarious movie with Kamel Nanjiani called Stuber. Of course, he, well, maybe, I'm assuming, he's got to have some sort of inclination appearance in Avengers Endgame next month. And he's going the rock route. He's going the kid spy, you know, family film that he has coming out, you know, within a couple of months as well. So Batista's making big names, doing a lot of, you know, tentpole movies, not only in the Marvel Universe. Blade Runner, he's going to be in the Dune remake, you know, in the next couple of years. So. He's definitely making a mark in Hollywood, plus all the VOD movies or triple threat spinoffs that will incur. Um, I was like, I'm just shocked that <laughs> he worked his ass off. You know, I mean, yeah, I, he... I, I just, I couldn't believe that. Like, this is insane. Like, I'm, and and like, like did I it said, make you want like, more Batista though? Like for me, yeah. I'm like I'm good, I'm good. No, it's the same thing that like happened when he um 
when when he came back and was doing the spotlight and wanted to like he quit in the ring and was just that big douchebag. Like I thought that was the yeah. best. I was like, God, I love, I like this guy. It was what, you know, blue Tista or whatever. Oh, that one. Okay. I, I like the run in what? 2010. The first time he, he retired where, you know, he was him and Cena. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Like I quit. that was, that like, was the know? best, the best thing in the world, you know, cause I had to endure many months of him versus Kane. And that, that's all I remember of early Batista and sloppy wrestling. But again, to his credit, for the love of the sport, you know, he got better, you know, as, as it went on. Whether it was promos, you know, character in, in, you know, in the ring as, as he could be. Um, so let's, let's see. How do, I, do we want to go chronologically here with, with, our, with our WWE talk here? And then we can get into oh, man. Big Japan, I can just do a show on why NXT is amazing. Now, NXT, I do have my match ratings on here. There's a couple things I still didn't watch um, that I need to still watch. This may be more of an Alex segment, but I'll make up for it later, I promise you. Um, I was <laughs> dead tired during WrestleMania. I don't know why I was so tired. I was probably drunk, too, which didn't help. Um, or during NXT because I got hey I got up and watched like three wrestling shows after NXT so I probably should have just watched that True. instead. But that was the only night I fell asleep before three thirty a.m. of the whole weekend. <laughs> was that Friday I night? I watched Impact that night in their small ring. I watched oh. Joey Janela that night, and I started getting through uh, Shimmer. So I got my second win, and I mean I it, it worked. I got to you got Tony Depp in for life. I cannot. I, God, what match was just announced? Him and uh, anywho, I'll find that out in a second. Uh, pretty big match, actually. But uh, you can find all our uh, results and, and kind of reviews of uh, some of the shows that Ryan just mentioned on the archives, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, go at them. Uh, just search Strong Style Media anywhere you know, podcasts are found strong style media or WrestleCast radio, and you'll find subscribe and give us a rating. That definitely will help us a lot. Um, kind of in that, all that algorithm And of course, blog talk, radio.com slash strong style media. Oh yeah. Let's get an NXT. Then to start off, Alistair Black and Ricochet took Match on the, the war year. Raiders. Match of the year. Uh, my the- rating. I'm deleting my rating then because I must be way off. I had three and three quarters on this match. You so are was... way off. Wow. <laughs> Alex, break down our our tag title match that we started off the show with. I I would say uh, what what NXT has, as we talked about, you know, numerous times that night, is what do they always start with, and and just have such a you know strong first impression for their shows, and that's a tag team match. And you can't ask for anything better with how Ranson and Ro, or Hanson and Row Ranson Hanson and Row, uh, you know, can adapt to any you know ring style of their opponents. And and what better opponents to have than the uh, utility team of the WWE of Aleister Black and Ricochet? Uh, their their second title match, and I think third within about less than a week's time on uh, WWE television. Um, and to me, they knocked this sucker out of the park. Um, you know, very reminiscent again of so many, so many classic tag matches. This is, you know, my my Alex special. 
my Alex NXT. <laughs> oh, that's five stars and beyond. I mean, so many times it was like watching Return of the Ring, but with a better result of like, holy crap, it's still going on because so many times where War Machine, you know, had the upper hand or Aleister Black just, you know, uh, you know, spin kicks, you know, road to uh, pretty much to oblivion. <laughs> and, and a ricochet just hits in a random aerial assault or a six. It's or, or manage to pick up, you know, um, um, Hanson, you know, and, and pretty much, you know, uh, what did he do? He's just pretty much like a body modified body slam. Uh, just insane strength and, and just a match where you're just like, when is this, or how is this going to end? Not when is this, because this got plenty of fights forever chance, as it deserved. I mean, it was just too damn good. It was This was a car crash minus the weapons. It was just all pure agility, ability, aerialness, and, and, and just brute strength. I mean, when, when you think it's going to end, when Ricochet hits the 630 after, um, you know, Roe uh, gets hit by a black mass. Um, you know, for for Aleister Black to then break up the counts by hitting a double stomp and then the match to progress for another three to four minutes of insane counters and reversals, it's just pure heaven. It's what you want wrestling to be. This is what you call the independent wrestling scene. And, and we're just lucky to get great tag matches, you know, on – um, on NXT and especially at their takeover specials. I mean, the move sets were insane. You were talking about the the final move stretch in this uh, Takeda match you were showing me. I I just mm-hmm. rewatched the tag match before the show, kind of you know while I was waiting for uh, my computer to load, and I was just in awe of like I want to watch this match yet again. Like I'm out of my couch thinking, wow. How does this happen? Did Ricochet and, you know, Alistair Black win the titles? I forgot, you know, because it was just <laughs> so insane. And and when the War Raiders finally get the win um, and, and you know, they, they show the respect to Alistair Black and Ricochet, as we know, will be their last NXT appearance. Um, it, it was just something, you know, so beautiful. And, and you could see the genuine respect from all four guys in the ring. Hell of a match the crowd in insanely with it. Um, you know, again, I, I think this is definitely a rewatchable match more so than the undisputed era match, you know, over in Phoenix. And, and that was no slouch, you oh, know, wow. at all as well. Um, but this was just damn fun. This reminded me of, you know, undisputed era mustache mountain where, you know, it just made me, you know, think of why can't all their tag team wrestling in either the, or company be like this on a consistent basis. Yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly excited to watch this again. Alistair Black and Ricochet got more title matches on different brands than any independent tag team I've ever seen that got brought to WrestleMania weekend. Um, kudos <laughs> to them, though, for working hard. Because, look, they're getting something. Yeah. I know it might not be the most pleasant booking on the main roster. Hopefully, come Money in the Bank, they're not on the same brand anymore. And they get uh, split up in this shakeup tonight. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. We'll find out in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, ladies and gentlemen, when Money in the Bank comes out, we're going to watch Money in the Bank, and we're not going to know who's on what brand, who's what champion, who's in what match, or what angles are going on. We'll be able to make assumptions, I'm sure. But, like, I have no clue who Seth Rollins will face, and uh, that's fine. I'm sure we'll get Kofi Daniel Bryan rematch. But, I mean, like, 
the beauty of this is we're going to go into this not knowing what's going to Sasha gonna Banks going to be even with the company. We'll find out <laughs> at Money in the I, Bank. I never realized until I saw a picture of it that she was wearing black, white, and gold for like three weeks in a row on Raw. <laughs> I never even put that together. By the way, shout out to Sasha Banks, too, who is uh, no longer – you know, let me the save that. I want to talk about these these um, these quits and firings that happened, but I want to I want to save that until we get to Mania. Let's let's because takeover okay, is going to be a positive. So let's save that for that. Um, Velveteen <laughs> Dream defeats Matt Riddle via roll up. This this one I do remember, and it was one of those things where Matt Riddle showed why everyone cultivated over him being like the next guy because mm-hmm. he did that. He was tremendous in this match. Velveteen Dream, his mannerisms and his charisma and his character is really good, but it, it's it's still something where I feel like he's got a long way to go in the ring. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way because he's improving. You know he works hard and you know he's trying, and I appreciate that, and that's what I want. But Riddle, to me, carried this match. Oh, a good, 100%. And it was a perfect finish with him. Uh, countering out of that bro mission or whatever to get the roll up and get the victory because it doesn't the hurt bro Matt Riddle. Count. <laughs> you you don't bro hurt Murrow Riddle, lock. and you <laughs> you you give Dream the victory so the crowd's happy. But like I said, it doesn't punish Riddle at all, and now it just makes him go, "All right, you know, kudos to you for pulling that off, but that's <laughs> not going to happen again." So that they worked the match really well for that aspect. But I mean, I'm going to say this once again, you know. I know Velveteen Dream's next program is probably Buddy Murphy. Um, he dropped that, you know, he, which we'll get to. He dropped the title to Nice. There was a backstage segment film between Dream and Murphy. I'm assuming that's the what? Why? Yeah, there was something backstage. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm, which made me go, oh, that's why he he lost to Tony Nice of all people. But um, so you know, is it's he one going of those things to NXT? where. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That I think that shows where two hundred five live is on the totem pole. Yeah, um, that he's going to get called up to NXT. So I mean, we'll get a Dream Buddy Murphy program probably next. But, but it's didn't one of those he things come where... from NXT to go to two hundred five, yeah. then to go back yes. to NXT. Well, he didn't. I mean, he he had no momentum in NXT. He wasn't doing anything anything there whatsoever. So was, I, I thought it was perfect. You move him over to that brand. You let him become a a star on that brand. Yeah. Now you can bring him back, and people are going to recognize him there. So. You know, it is what it is, but I just, you know, Velveteen Dream, he has a lot of work still, and I really mm-hmm. hope it isn't to get Buddy Murphy to win that title so they bring Velveteen Dream up this summer because he's not ready for the main roster yet, which is hard for me to say because the main roster sucks. <laughs> he's the one where I agree where, you know, in the beginning, you know, last year probably at this time where we would notice improvement from Dream. You know, I'm like, man, this guy going to be good for the roster you know he's, he's such a character that that can just you know only grow once he's up there and you're like no he, he still needs you know maybe two years you know three years would mm-hmm. be more practical you know where you know now i'm like yeah i i mean the, the improvements there he's telling the stories in the ring yes you know again the ring work Again, the kid's what 22 23 years old so i mean so not fun. everyone can be a makata or Makata, and Okada, um, or, you know, uh, you know Miyahara. The, I think that's Miyahara, where go thank you. That's Miyahara. where I got the Makata 
um, you know, <laughs> aspect there, but because they're the same, let's be real. But you know, not not everyone, but but if you put in the work, you know, Velvet Dream Dream is showing, you know, that anything, you know, is possible. You can be taken serious, you know, you know, winning everyone over with that character, you know, not as taboo as like, let's say when Goldust um, or even uh, Orlando Jordan, you know, during that time, but, you know, just something that, that won everybody over. And, you know, this was a great, um, good, great finish, you know, for a match that, like you said, doesn't hurt Riddle in the end, um, but still, you know, keeps giving Dream that momentum and boost for, for his character. Yeah, it's 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 telling to see where he goes, but yeah, he there's a reason you have a development brand. Leave him there to develop. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. It's, it's it's the whole thing. It's people in the NHL and the and the MLB don't come up half the time until they're 25. You don't need to just force this kid up there. You you had a shot with a young talent, an 18 year old talent, you know, over a decade ago that you you potentially had the look and size to make a star and you screwed the pooch by over pushing him and he failed. And that was Rene Dupree. That mm. guy. I mean, if you looked at that guy on paper, that was like, wow, I'll take that guy. But they, they, they put him into such roles that he couldn't compete with. You know, he's working for a pink poodle. Yeah, I think he did actually. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and then they threw him in a, I mean, he, he's doing a four way with Cena Booker T and Rob Van Dam. And it's not good because he's, killing the match what do you expect those guys are mm-hmm. you know I, cena might not have been at the time but the other guys were veterans and cena caught on a lot quicker and was still a lot older you run, and then they put him in a, in a tag team with Ken, kenzo suzuki who failed um i mean he wasn't even that great in japan when he was i think it was what kendo nagasaki or something like that i can't remember what the hell he, i might be way off of that but it was just you know, maybe it was <laughs> kenzo whatever it doesn't matter forget i even talked about it but don't don't rush this because you don't have a need to rush this. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Anything on anything on the match you want to talk about, or do you want to go into our uh, our UK Championship match that I'll let you go nuts on? Oh, this the floor will be yours for for the Walter sir because this match was I'll just say was as brutally stiff as you want. In some spots, it was sloppy. Uh, but but I would think so because this was a brawl. This was a you know. Pete Dunn, as strong and, let's just say, untouchable as he was for, what, 900 days or whatever Okada level he was on, um, you know, he faced his toughest challenger to bait. <clears throat> but, um, I I mean, you, you needed Walter to win this title. You need Walter to hold that title for a very long time. Whether you build that story for Pete Dunne for redemption, whether you build Tyler Bate up on that UK brand, and you know we see another match like we saw last year at, at, at the fantastic Hello Wembley event, um, which I'm all for. Hell, you got Jordan Devlin, you know, kind of saying, "Hey, we met a few times," uh, you know, for for all you wrestling heads. So, so so many different aspects. Um, I, I just can't wait for Zach Gibson to challenge Walter whenever. That happens because I think that could be a pretty fun feud um, with that character. But uh, this was beautiful. Pete Dunn, my God, I, I can't wait for the rematch whenever that, that will be. Um, Pete Dunn showed me a lot in this. I, I would say it was 50-50 on, on who was kind of leading the match. And I thought Pete Dunn, you know, minus the, the finger-breaking, lasted a little bit, you know, too long. You know, like how uh, how Klecker stated, um 
but I, I just thought he was, you know, a a ring general. There were two of them in, in there that night, and they did not disappoint and let the reign of Walter commence. Yeah, I mean, 685 days as champion was super impressive in a WWE-built company, um, so he gets mad props for that. Um, you know, not not even just, you know, as Clecker said, you just brought up, but a lot of people have been, you know, complained about the 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 finger work and stuff but to defend it i'm not i'm not trying to say i agree with it but to defend it if you're building a match and walter's number one weapon is a chop you have to take his fingers away you gotta yeah. take his hand away so i'll defend it with that i don't i don't necessarily agree but i also don't disagree so i'm kind of in that give it or take it role and it's one of those things too where where i do agree with the consensus on it it's becoming a staple everywhere that that finger breaking is like the new, the new lariat, you know, it's, (laughs) it's the new DDT from years ago. It's the new cutter, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but it is what it is. Wrestling evolves, things like that trend. Why don't they just say it's the new chop because the chop is the new lariat is the new, you know, such and such. So, I mean, that's everybody. Hornswoggle is doing a chop. I'm sure. Well, chop a chop to me though is no different than a punch or a kick. Like yeah, but it's you, more some, prevalent where more people are doing it more so than ever because they want to see ooh who you know how you know cut up can I make this guy's chest or you know and anything like that. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I just I, I agree and I don't. It like just seems agree. more more common now. It's just like all right, who's going to be more red? Like Okada, he it was like a staple, you know, in, in the last couple of months. Know, where before it was like I don't remember you know like in 2017 him saying chop me chop me you know make my chest red. No, but, it but just he seems was like also saying forearm me forearm me because people throw four. I mean his I think his downfall was he wrestled Michael Elgin who ripped him apart and everyone looked at Oof. that as a target I think. But you know but but like the, take like that out the, no the thing we'll talk about or that I want to talk about later Yuji Okabayashi and Daichi Ashimoto. Yuji Okabayashi probably rivals Walter and T Hawk as the hardest choppers in the world. There's times in the match with Daichi Ashimoto that I think he makes Walter look like a puss. Oh, already. <laughs> and Daichi Hashimoto fights back with forearms because he doesn't throw Whoa. a chop. He throws forearms, you know? So I, I, I guess that's why when I look at the finger break as becoming the new lariat per se is it's not your staple that's just a basic strike. It's mm-hmm. your I have to do a move out of it kind of a thing. Or like, I, I mean, you could even say the super kick we've talked about as a joke before has become such a prominent role, but... It, it's evolved wrestling. I mean, I guess I guess is the easiest way to look at it. And, mm-hmm. and some people but does hate that it. does that? I mean, is it crazy how like a clothesline's a finisher and a super kick is not as much anymore? For, for me, know, who's like, somebody that has over the last probably twenty five years, well, I'll say I'll say twenty, probably twenty. Um, as somebody, well, God, that's tough because I watched a lot from before that. Regardless, over the last bit of time, I'm a person who prefers Japanese wrestling over American wrestling. So to mm-hmm. me, when I see a lariat as a finishing move, it to me is no different than somebody doing a, a diamond cutter. <laughs> because in, in my in my head, when I think about it, I go, well, that guy did a move where he's dropping you on your face and you're landing flat and you're falling with him. 
you know, and you both are doing it together. When I watch a guy like Stan Hansen run through and Larry at somebody, he's hitting you so hard in the chest that you have no, no option to fall over or not because it's going to happen. So to me, that I, like I would rather be RKO'd than clotheslined. Really? Oh my God! If I could just fall on my own face and put my hand in front of it, that'd be fine. That doesn't hurt. At do the I want show some... this summer, I, w- I want to take clotheslines <laughs> then. <laughs> or do I want some giant armed man hitting me across the chest with his entire arm as hard as he can? <laughs> think I'll take the the other. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where it's like. Yeah, but at least I, I would think you could you could be more protective when taking a clothesline because you're just puffing out your chest. Hmm. And, you and if I'm taking, if I'm taking a diamond cutter, RKO or whatever, this guy's falling flat on the ground, and my face probably doesn't. Oh, see, I'd even be really afraid hit. of that more so than anything. What if something like someone turns differently, or your neck goes, or your you land on your face? Oof. Yeah. I, I just got to make sure I put my hand down in front of it. Hmm. Very like, interesting. <laughs> like I, it's, I don't know. It's just. I've taken clotheslines and they don't feel good. What's the <laughs> most like rancid looking like finisher you could think of, but is like the easiest to take? To take? Ooh. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a really good. I'll like, say. Are we are we completely yeah. killing wrestling by me talking about like by this discussion? No. Okay. Cool. Um, I think the the most disgusting move somebody gave me that didn't bother me whatsoever was probably when I've taken Canadian destroyers from Demetrius. Okay. It seems like that would be a fun move. Like you're on like a human roller coaster. You're like, whoa, <laughs> like you just, you're like in a space, tra- uh, you know, uh, yeah. Simulator or something like that. Like, whoa, okay. We're here. Realistically, it's me doing a backflip while holding onto his legs. And mm-hmm. I'm just landing on his, on his thighs is all I'm landing on. Oh, jeez. So, like, taking light tubes to the face, like, that's easy to take, right? <laughs> the most painful thing I've ever taken to finish a match was when Joe jumped off the top of a ladder and double foot stomps me <laughs> on folding chairs. Mm-hmm. That was the most painful thing I've ever taken, I think. That's. I have sucked. a question. They just had a winner on the bottom of this uh, Takeda match, oh, my but God, yet they're that's still wrestling. Yeah, so, and here, here's, here's like, that was one of the craziest falsies ever. And when you finish this match, I'll tell you why that was one of the craziest okay. falsies for me, which proves that this stuff is totally on the fly how they do this, which blows Jeez. my mind even more. Yeah, dude, th- th- this stretch you're getting to right now is just like... He just gets I, up as he has nine tubes thrown on him. <laughs> he just breaks them over his head as he climbs the top <laughs> rope after getting murdered. This redheaded deathmatch wrestler survived oh in 2019. God. What's his Dude, name? Isimoto? Asami Kadoka. Wow, I totally butchered that name. Uh, <laughs> oh, so is the, is the Spanish fly the new Canadian destroyer or is the Canadian destroyer the new lariat? And or super kick. <laughs> I'm gonna go destroyer as the new super kick. I think the Spanish fly could be the new Canadian destroyer if more people could do it. That like but I just like, saw saw it done now, and I was like, oh, that's like the 19th time I've seen it since WrestleMania weekend. And, and 
Asami Kadoka almost didn't get over because they're, I mean, these guys, they, they're breathing oh. so hard. Like, they got to be so freaking fatigued at this point. But I How love does that. he climb that ladder? Takeda right. goes up there, and he's like, I'm going to just crush all these tubes on him. And then as he's climbing up, Kadoka just, Kadoka gets up and goes, nope. And you just see Takeda stop and go, shit. <laughs> Which is what I was like, oh! He literally delivers two knees to Takeda's chest, like from a 40-foot ladder. Like, this kid, his hair is touching the ceiling, and Takeda still kicks out like, like, do some more. And then he places a stack of tubes, double knees them on Takeda. Takeda's wincing in pain. I would be crying, and yet, oh, that's the finish. Okay, all right. Now, here's what... Here's what got me on the fallacy, which is even better, is the graphic they're showing on the finish right now is not the graphic they showed on the winner. So ah. when Takeda pinned him and he kicked out, the the guy in the production truck put up winner Masashi Takeda. Okay. And then and then when they realized it wasn't over, they took it off. Like so that was on the fly, meaning these people don't didn't know who was supposed to win. <laughs> which made me like, Oh my god, this match is ridiculous. Oh, match was so cool. Wow. And they, they have an awesome. And, and the, the when he tried to knee. the first time for the double knees, and Takeda just stands up and you see Kadoka just stop because he knows he's screwed that he's stuck on the top of a ladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Takeda just climbs up and he just headbutts him and superplexes him off that thing. Man, how soon till uh, Takeda's in NXT? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's so good, man. But you see what I'm saying? Like they just like break into random like wrestling spots. Yeah. He did. He Sami Kadoka does like a half Nelson, only to like interlock his hand with his hand, like he's shaking it, and then he drives a knee to the back of his head at one point. Like I've never seen that. And this is it a death match? Oh, that's is good. I think it's May fifth. Uh, May 15th or something is when mm-hmm. we get the uh, Taka, Taka, I think it's Masaya Masa, Taka, Takahashi or Takanashi I, I'll figure it out is the is the deathmatch champion so he, him, uh, Kodaka gets a shot and then that same night strong BJ face off because uh, Sekimoto <laughs> faces Okabayashi that's a sounder <laughs> oh, no I but seriously how does that kid's knees not break Sorry, I just watched him pray in midair before he jumped off the ladder the first time. <laughs> Kadoka and his knees, like, how did they not shatter? He just gets up like, oh, I got to do it again. Because why not on, on some glass tubes? Oh, met, like, I'm intrigued now, Ryan. Thanks. Now you got me hooked. For the next five weeks, all deathmatch. All the best of Leatherface. Let's a Leatherface. Oh man! Yeah, well, we we a positive is we got some time. I mean, we, I mean, champions carnival. <laughs> no, we, we got, got a lot. Yeah, we got a lot of champions carnival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got nine shows. <laughs> Night ten is tonight. <laughs> they, dude, why can't they go the New Japan route? Do four and take off three, go back to three, then blah blah blah. Jeez. No way. I, so I think they run tonight and tomorrow, and then they're off till Saturday. Okay. So then there's going to be like that small break in, um, in between, but dude, I'm telling you, so would you get a chance here after, like after the show, what, preferably after, because you need to hear this, um, okay. watch the match before that Yuji Okabayashi and Daichi Hashimoto, um, 
Once again, Daichi Hashimoto is Shinji Hashimoto's son. Is he the and bald he, one, the bald mountain, or the uh, no, that's, the that's Ryan Cook Kobayashi. Asian equivalent? Uh, Ryan Cook Asian is Daichi Hashimoto. Okay. That, you know um, that's you, right, when you used to dye your hair? <laughs> looks exactly Yuji like Kobayashi. you. The other dude is the, that's Sekimoto's partner. Um, oh, he was okay. The one who was fighting Are they just in the called audience? the Brick Shithouses? Because that's your no, their called, tag name. <laughs> they're called Strong BJ, Strong Big Japan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brick shit out just sounds better. Yeah, it does sound better, especially what they do to people. <laughs> and they, they smile while going on with it. Yeah, Okabayashi is the one who was fighting in the crowd on that Snapchat when we were at Corican. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so uh, did, did you guys lock eyes and be like, whoa, like the Spider-Man well, we, meme? Yeah. And then we took a picture, and they were so happy. And I'm like, you guys are so happy for being violent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> real quick, Alex. Uh we got a nine five two caller. Caller, Whoa. what's up, caller? Who, who's calling? Hey, how's it going? It's Isaiah. Oh, you know, you got the <laughs> Zeke nasty over here. Yeah, what'd you think of Game of Thrones last night? What'd you think of uh, when Jamie saw someone that uh, he used to know? Uh you know, the uh, that. The whole, the, without giving anything away, I guess I'm not jumping to your question, but just overall the show. But uh, it felt like a whole new new show almost with that season. Me. Maybe it was just from the the weight, and mm-hmm. so the anticipation just felt fresh. Maybe, but then it was a really good episode, and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of set pieces for, uh, you know, kind of how the rest of the show is going to remain. Um, yeah. Another question, Isaiah, before uh, before uh, you ask your question, um, who wins in the true WrestleMania main event triple threat? Uh, Sansa, Arya, or, uh, or Danny, Mother of Dragons? Go. Oh, Let's geez. just add a four-way. Uh, Let's add Cersei in there, too, because you know somehow she's going to be involved. Uh, be but the way dirty. how that tension was <laughs> last night, episode, wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, Arya and Sansa are kind of a team. They proved that with Littlefinger. So, I don't know. I mean, got, uh, got them kind of vying together, I think, unless uh, some things come out. No. Uh, with uh, from John to Aria, that can kind of change your mind a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pulling for Danny because you know I uh, I'm a sucker for the good guy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh man! So so what brings you to to WrestleCast Lane, Isaiah? Well, I was told this is the place to talk about uh, the Big Japan. Oh, was, uh, Isaiah watched the Big Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just watched uh, the last two, but would you would you would you think of the uh, the last two? Oh, the um, the uh, the first one with uh, Okabayashi and uh, Hashimoto. Yep, I, I got that right. Uh, that was a uh, it was a pretty simple match, but very very good. Fluid, kind of kept going the whole thing. He had uh, hockey. At, uh, terrible to say, Mahaki Abushi. He's uh, uh, you know just a Okibayashi. There we go. Uh, he's just <laughs> you say drunk. you say it's still better than me, Isaiah. So proud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. 
Um, but no, he was just a he was a beast, man. <laughs> God, and the, some of those chops hurt <laughs> my dad oh watching it. He was lighting up Hashimoto, and Hashimoto's just sitting there staring at him like, come on, man, I'm coming for this title. And he's like, no, no, you're not. And he just, I mean, it was like, God, stop hitting this guy. Oh, it was good. Isaiah, if you were in a death match. Hit me again. (laughs) (laughs) If you were in a death match with Eric in in, in the Toys R Us warehouse, who, who do you think would win? Well, you know, I'm scrappy, so I'm going to go with myself. <laughs> Damn nice. Respect. <laughs> Isaiah, what did you think of the main event? That was uh, that was really good, too. Um, I probably would put it at, a, you know, a lower four score, but uh, still really good. Um, God, the finish, so that was brutal. <laughs> what was that? Like a, they had a 12-foot-ish ladder, right? And... Oh, that was drop. definitely 20 feet. <laughs> the kid was, was at the ceiling. Like, he was like, what? Okay. <laughs> gonna I say underestimated my a lot, right but that, that just makes it even more crazy. But just dropping <laughs> knees on Takeda, that was <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I like the way they finished, though, because they, <laughs> they seemed a little concerned after the pin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I don't right. know what... Um, <laughs> Hey Ryan, Did you notice that you? If you, uh, if you had a chance to break Okada's record of being IWGP Heavyweight Champion, pass his streak, title defenses, yada yada, if you could become the new ace of New Japan, would you climb on that ladder three times in a night and perform those moves, and or let's say an elbow onto some tubes on an opponent? Would you do it? I would do four double knees if I got to be the ace for two and a half years in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the goddamn right. Ferrari, too. <laughs> Take that height sphere. All right. So that's all you need to do next time you're, you're, you're experiencing a fear of heights. Just think of uh, a long rain. I, uh, Isaiah, yeah. I wanted to ask you, the did you notice maker. when there was a... <laughs> That crazy false finish when uh, uh, Takeda went for the U-Crash 30, he hits a spot, and the ref counts just stops at three, and they show a graphic on the screen. Did you notice that? Yeah. I thought that, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I that, that really was an was, accident, and then I was... Yeah, well, that was really what? Takeda's name, too. So they, the guy in the truck okay. really typed in Takeda just won. I, mean, I just mentioned it. I that know. was... <laughs> That was as close of a two count as I've seen to three, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And I was after saying that too. I was like, "Oh well, now he's gonna win." Watching the rest of it, <laughs> and then he doesn't but, win. Uh, I thought, crazy. yeah, that I'm threw like, me. That was a. <laughs> but uh, oh my god! Yeah, I noticed that. That was crazy. But oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad that we got to I don't know about him with Takeda with that knife though. That's <laughs> that gets a little intense. <laughs> he's. He sawed away at Kadoka's skull. Just, ah, da, 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 da. I was like, what the? And then there was that one point, too, when Kadoka took the light tube and he started, like, rounding it and, like, edging it off on the canvas. And then he walks over to Takeda, Takeda and takes that same point and just starts grinding it into his head and then just smiles yeah. and lets go of it as you hear it just break on the floor. Like, that was one of the most sadistic things I've ever seen. To which Takeda responded by throwing tubes at him. He caught him and he just kneed him through his chest. 
Like, good <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, well, I'm glad we got to talk Big Japan early because I didn't want it to go on the wayside. Um, before we get back to our WWE uh, sabbatical, I got to ask you one question real quick, and then I'm going to let you go, Isaiah. Uh, All right. In about a, about a month from now, strong division championship match. The man we saw, Yuji Okabayashi, faces his tag partner, the champion, Daisuke Sakamoto, which we fell in love with together in Big Japan against <laughs> Hama and, and all them cats. Who you got, Sakamoto or Okabayashi? Oh, uh, Sakamoto, Daisuke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he even said a I Japanese mean, guy the last first. Those guys oh. are uh, both uh, beasts, but... Uh, right. <laughs> Daisuke, I, I don't know. He's he's a little bit, I think, just a ne- little bit higher level, just the next level from uh, Okabayashi. So, real quick impromptu question. I pro- I told you it was going to be one, but I got one more. Who after <laughs> know, what you saw? Against, that's fine. <laughs> after what you saw against Daichi Hashimoto, who chops harder, Yuji Okabayashi or T Hawk? Well, you know, Tiak has a special place in my heart, but uh, <laughs> Okabayashi, I mean, geez. <laughs> I mean, that guy's the size advantage. I mean, besides just, uh, you know, you could feel the impact through the speakers on, I think, with both of them. But, you know, he's got just a huge hand, a lot more mass behind that thing. I'll pass on a chop from him. <laughs> Well, hey, we uh, we got to see it as they were two feet in front of us too, as he was murdering people in our in our row at Corican. So, uh, good old Yuji Okabayashi. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, th- thanks for thanks for buzzing in when uh, when you heard the uh, the Big Japan. So uh, it's it's good to know yeah, that there's, no there's there's others checking it out. And as we heard, Mr. Alex said, well, it looks like we're talking more deathmatch over the next month. So we're going to bring some more out later. But uh, <laughs> Thanks for calling, Isaiah. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. You too. Isaiah Davidson, Zeke Nasty, who has turned into a giant Puro head, is apparently watching yeah. uh, Google Streams too now, Alex. Um, what a time to be alive, that's for sure. <laughs> I am, I'm now going to call Demetrius after this and go, so how come Isaiah called in to talk about Big Japan before you did? Um, yeah. J- j- or, just saying. Not- why does he talk about his Bookings. <laughs> Epidemtrous. I'm, I'm still uh, I Shout can't out to Airwolf. I can't go. I can't wait to go tell Jen that uh, Isaiah just called in to talk about Yuji Okabayashi on radio. Um, you've heard it all here first. Good night. She like Yuji Okabayashi <laughs> as well, or uh, I don't think she knows what that even means. But well, that's the the, that that's I, your doppelganger. So yeah, right. She she would uh, have to in theory. Uh, Doppelganger is Daichi Hashimoto. Oh man, same thing. You, Come on, Yuji Okabayashi is what I wish I looked like. Really? You look like pretty much uh, Ayazuka. <laughs> no, that's all he looked like to me. Minus okay, the you... claw and the and the and the Hannibal <laughs> Lecter mask. Pretty much, he's just a, a maybe by two years younger Ayazuka. Man, Okabayashi is a way houser than Azuka. Well, um, I mean, although, obviously, maybe Azuka like twenty years ago was probably a, a brick shit house. And, he could, could have been a part that. of their tag team. <laughs> it would have been a trio stable then. 
I'll do shit. <laughs> oh, I'll man. Um, when I was in standing row with Isaiah at New Year's Dash, and uh, Azuka came busting out of the employee entrance four feet away from me, screaming and waving his arms everywhere, I was less scared of that than when Yuji Okabayashi got pissed at the young rookie and chopped him right in front of me for trying to interfere he in him dead. beating some guy up. <laughs> Which... He died. I remember that snap. I was like, I just witnessed a live murder on Snapchat. And dude, he hit him so hard. And that guy, I was like, well, that, that guy almost broke my leg here. Oh, my God. It, everybody's calling it. I know this stuff. Jordan, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Did you did I just hear like you guys uh, saw the thing on Snapchat where the dude took the crossbody? No, no, we were talking about when Yuji Okabayashi took a body two feet away from me and Isaiah at Corican Hall because Isaiah oh, just called so it to talk about a deathmatch tournament on air that he just watched. What? <laughs> that, that man has changed. That man is uh, he's so hardcore now. I don't even know. I, I can't even deal with that. Um, I can't. Uh, <laughs> Small recap, Isaiah Davidson just called in and said, I heard y'all talking about Big Japan. I watched Daichi Hashimoto and Yuji Okabayashi and Masashi Takeda versus Asami Kodoka. Oh, Oh. didn't know you watched that. Did he nail the the, uh, pronunciations? He he nailed Okabayashi the first and third time, but said it wrong the second time. But he crushed Kodoka, Takeda, and Hashimoto. Um, to which Alex okay, props okay. don't worry, you're saying it better than I am, and I'm on the radio. So he made him feel good <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's great. You know, one of these days I'm actually going to, you know, next time I'm over, I'm going to have to actually do a, uh, you, you're going to actually give me like a deathmatch 101 and show me like two, because uh, I think that's all my heart and stomach might take. Um, I already get queasy. <laughs> I'll show you this one. I, I get queasy any time. The, the runner-up match of the year for me. I'll show you that one, too. Those, there, there you go. As, okay. I mean, mind you, I, Alex I, was giving a live live commentary on on air here. Is uh, Asami Kadoka climbs, uh, uh, and I quote via Alex Mello: "This kid's on a ladder that's so tall his hair is touching the ceiling." I believe is how you said that, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red as, and all. as he comes off the top of the ladder uh, with double knees to the chest, while like ten light tubes are laying over Takeda's body. No. <laughs> like okay. Oh my god, I, that that scares me just thinking about it. So yeah, I guess we'll let the book it next time I'm over. Um, you know, we'll we'll save some extra time and uh, and we'll uh, we'll do some deathmatch 101 for me. <laughs> um, uh, I'll I'll throw you back on mute here if you were going to listen. But uh, what so what, what, but uh, you called about a high cross body. You said. Uh, you know, I saw something on uh, on Barstool Sports about somebody trying to go to a foam pit, but he missed the foam pit, and the guy that was walking the edge of the foam pit and the half pipe, uh, he ended up taking a crossbody uh, unexpectedly. I, I'm going to find it and send it to both of you. Uh, and I thought that was the reference. I was like, oh, man, I just saw that on Snapchat too. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I was, I was just calling in to say, uh, obviously, that, that Dallas card for the G1 is definitely already sneaking up to be super uh, super good in May. And, uh, and obviously, I know you guys are going to be talking about it. Uh, the card, yeah, all they in the did was announce four wrestlers. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying it's already going to be. Because they weren't selling tickets. <laughs> yeah, but, but now that they. Because 
But hey, you know what? That's, that's the thing. You just announced your raw beforehand. So they said, boom, I'll play that New Japan. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be good. It'll it'll be good, and uh, and obviously, uh, I'm I'm sure at this point, uh, Ryan's getting ready to put on some cowboy boots and spurs so we can make it down to the uh, I believe the American <laughs> Airlines Center to watch uh, to watch Okada, uh, Jay White, and company uh, put on a show. Ooh, he I, already I saw him if... in Tokyo. He already lived it. I did live it. Yeah, well, and here's the thing: it's different on your home turf. Well, let me let me let me. We're going to see them in May. Way. We yeah, we do have World of the Worlds in May. But if they if they got Okada, it's because they, they it was what Okada, Naito, Jay White, and Ibushi they announced for Dallas. Yep. There is yep. no way that all four of those are in the same block for the G one. There's got to be no oh, way yeah, they're no. putting those four in the same block. Because yeah, if they do that, like. Think about this. If they put those four in the same block, what the hell happened? Like, like because Naito's winning this thing. I'll stand by that. So now you're having Naito essentially, he's going to go over Okada twice? I don't see that happening. So I don't know what they're going it, it, to. It, to be fair, because they'll, they'll announce it at probably Kazuna Road or whatever. But I'm thoroughly jacked by those four names being the advertisement when they're doing a full actual G1 night of the tournament. The other mm-hmm. thing yeah. is, could could they be possibly saying, F it, we're going to give you one, we're going to give you block A and block B on the same night, and you're going to get 10 tournament matches in one night. Kind of like they did the, the best of the Super Juniors last night when they did both blocks. Are they just going to say, screw it, and give us 10 block matches in one show? Cause that I mean, if block... they do, I'm, I'm going. Yeah, screw Independence right. Day. I'm, I mean, no, I mean, right. it, it was obvious, in my opinion, when, when they announced the G1 in Dallas, I said, well, obviously, they got to bring their big guns. Yeah, they do their San Francisco specials, and, you know, they, they have MSG, but it's the G1 tournament. They're trying to gain more exposure, and you do that by bringing in the names. So it wasn't a, a surprise for me more so than learning that the reasoning they had to advertise it was due to low ticket sales. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. first round, you'll get probably one or two marquees, but now that you bring up, yeah, go big or go home, you're only doing one night. Why not do all 10 matches? No one's going to want to see, you know, a 10-man tag. Hell, has that as your kickoff match then, your, your, your dark match. I mean, yeah, that's easily a four-hour show that people would love. And here's a great that's way to do uh, it, too. Go ahead, Jordan. Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, I was going to say, you know, obviously, if they, even if they, if they do them in single competition like that, even if you did, uh, you know, uh, you know, if they do if they do a full set like you said, I mean, that's also not only to showcase the big names that everyone wants, but you're going to see a lot of uh, middling to 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 I say middling to uh, upper tier soon to be's uh, for New Japan to to really start to to break into that American audience also. So if anything, that's the best way to do it. Despite uh, if some of these guys can have a good showing, despite losing to um, who are obviously going to be um, some of the mainstays in the Okadas, Ibushi's, Naito's, and Jay White's. And and here's here's a here's a great way to look at this too. And I, I'm actually Jordan. I'm glad you brought this up here, and I'm glad the way with with what Alex mentioned too, because now you guys got my juices flowing. If if we say they go instead of just doing, you know, normally you'd take um, you would have five tag matches that are basically like if Ishii is wrestling Abushi tomorrow, you'll do Ishii and Yano against Abushi and Chase Owens. 
So it's like a preview of the the block match on the next show. If you say screw it and just go all of them, you you only have to have 10 matches on your card anyway. So now all 10 of the matches on the show are block matches. But now with your you got to figure the flight time is going to cause uh, you know, you're going to lose a day for your shows. You can just go one less evening now of the of the G1 tournament because you've knocked two out in one show. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be easier to travel, too. Now, I could be wrong, and I think they already have 19 shows booked, meaning there's going to be 18 nights and then the final with the final 17, 18, and 19 at Budokan Hall. But if I did the math wrong, maybe it really only is 18 shows, and they're doing the last three nights like that at Budokan still, but... You've condensed travel, you've condensed an evening, and 10, 10 G1 matches. Holy hell. Like, dude, you're going to have to get Alex a pair, too. Of, of, wherever I go get these Spurs, Alex, you know, you tell me where you want them or what size you need so we can go together. Because, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is going to be this, – this means, guys, we're pre- – let me, let me just preface it. Like, the easiest way I'm going to preface it is I'm going to look at last year's G1 – and look at the first two nights of that tournament and see what they gave us. So we had Adam Page and Fale. We had Evil and Elgin. We had Suzuki and uh, Tanahashi. We had Okada mm-hmm. Jay White and then Makabe Yoshihashi. We also had Toro Yano and Tomohiro Ishii, which I went four stars on, so something was right there. Juice and Tamatanga, Hiroki Goto and Sonata, Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre, and Kenny Omega versus Tetsuya Naito. If we get 10 matches of those qualities, take my F-wording money right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, does that mean you're swinging for the bolo tie? Then? Is, that, is that what's going on? Oh so when, when's the, the <laughs> time frame from night one and night two then of the, G, uh, of the tournament then? Because I guess my thought is, is if they hold a half of the, you know, the talent, then the other half would just perform, you know, while the for the other blocks or the other nights um, until they come back from the states. Do you know what what the time difference is there? So, um, uh, event schedule is now announced. Um, bah, 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 bah. Okay, so it opens J- uh, July sixth uh, in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then they don't have a show until the thirteenth and fourteenth. Oh, so yeah, maybe they do. So there's a whole tournament with one stone. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, we got eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So it's still nineteen shows. So no, we're I only mean, going to get one night of G one. I mean, it's in Texas. I mean, if they, I mean, I would think they pulled the trigger on Hiromu for, um, for June. So I, I don't know if, if they don't, why not do the Hiromu Dragon Lee at the G1? So I'm going to change my thought. And if they're just doing, if it's all one night like last year, my guess is they're going to give us three of the top five block A matches that you could make that night. So like, I'm willing to bet we're going to main event with like Kazuchika Okada and Kota Ibushi. <laughs> like, like, there's your main event, and then they're gonna. All right. give How much are flights to Dallas? <laughs> Damn, why does it be a holiday weekend? Like, you, I'm just gonna spitball, and then we get we get like Ishii versus Zack Saber, and then like Hiroki Goto versus like 
Jeff Cobb. Like, just three banger matches for that night. I've seen, like, one Jeff Cobb match, and I was actually pretty impressed with it. And if you say Goto Cobb, then I guess I'm, I'm already sold. Like, as far as that being a banger of that. Like, that's, 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 if if that's the case, yeah, just like you said, like that's the that's the ticket, man. That's that's sweet. Because then, because then you can still do like evil and Naito <laughs> against, um, you know, Jay White and Bad Luck Folly or something. Like you still could do big, like cross. Oh my god, I'm I'm hey, jacked as hell right now. Again, in order, maybe we get the rematch uh, of Naito and Esqualo. From Costa Rica <laughs> Wrestling Embassy. That's one of the worst things you ever said. Dude, bump that. Alex, what if we get... Who's the one guy? What if we get a true LIJ tag match with Roosh and, and, and Naito? What if they put Roosh in the G1? Oh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> and they do Roosh Naito. Okay. Who's... Alex, who's the guy? Jeez, say 300 every bucks. Good who's, the, who's the dude every year that I always say he, he the only time he puts his working boots on is the G one. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, bad luck Fale. Togi Makabe. Yep. Every year his G one matches you you kind of go uh and like everybody goes uh not you in particular but like people just kind of uh and then they're like oh I my did. god that was incredible. Mm-hmm. But, but, I, I used to but, be that guy when, when I first started watching it, but I ton ton of respect for him. Okay, so what what if they do like oh. ah, let's give him a hard hitter and they do oh Togi Makabe God. versus Tomohiro Ishii? <laughs> like I would just let them kill each other. Like ah, uh, dude, so I'm finding crazy cheap seats for this show. Uh, ringside. How much is this one? Um. Yeah, like mid level, hundred and fifty five bucks, third row. Holy shit! C three, section one hundred eight. Oh my god! I mean, we don't have to go to all in two. <laughs> no, no, we. I don't even know what that is anymore. I mean, we, we we sort of did that. I mean, Starcast Two didn't have to be nine thousand dollars, literally. Um, so scratch that off. That that saves us money. Um, I, I might be all in for this. Well, Jordan, thanks for calling and making me realize I'm going to be broke even more than I thought I was going to be this summer. And it's funny because <laughs> I was going to bring this up earlier too as a segue, but I was like, I'll bring it up after Mania. We'll talk. We'll talk Abushi, but thanks for uh, getting the uh, the fire ignited there. A regular oh, Robert Kelly you are, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> what can I say? What, what can I say? I, I put in work for my guys, okay? especially when Abushi's on the mat. And I know I know you're Abushi talking about that stuff. And uh, I, I always think about how crazy I get whenever I see Naito and Abushi to get rid of these, any sort of train buckle spot because uh, I can only imagine what's going to happen when I watch that death match. Uh, throw me back on mute. Uh, make sure you guys listen to Sportscast Radio whenever we do that. Ryan and Ryan, I'm sure we'll at some point be uh, recapping the weekend show that we went to, uh, plus talk to Tiger Woods. And, uh, yeah, holler at your boy. Yeah. And don't forget, it's almost draft time, but you know your boy's got to get a draft show. So I'm going to start getting some sign-ups. Jordan, thanks a lot, man. My kid's got something for you. Later, man.
Jordan just Dude, it, we could get eighth row, but second and third are from the entrance ramp. Oh my god. This show is even even when we try to devote Walter and Pete Dunn, hell no. Wow. <laughs> this we, we try to devote two hours to giving WWE its proper send-off, and we just spent 35 minutes talking deathmatch wrestling in the G1 that hasn't even had an announcement yet. <laughs> Can we take a train? Is there a train from Minneapolis to Dallas? I don't know if I want to drive. Tickets? We'll check flights. Train might be feasible. If we leave Friday and get there by Saturday, the event's at 5, and then we just sleep on the train back the following day. I'm Can in, we man. Have- do we have plugs on the train for my sleep machine? Because we had to leave the hotel after the boxing at 7 a.m. because Jordan didn't get an ounce of sleep. Why? Because I'm going to keep everyone up on that train. Why didn't he put his Bose headphones in? Because <laughs> I, I think he left them back at the studio. What a jerk. Dinosaur train. Dinosaur train. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. <laughs> I have zero <laughs> winner. Let me go back. Thankfully, it's NXT. <laughs> I have zero winner written down, and I don't have a rating written down. So apparently, I didn't even wake up to know who won this match. I no, do know it was you were. Yeah, you, you you were doing the uh, the the cook conk outs for sure. The cook conk outs. Um, that's what's up. Um, but no, this was a, a fun uh, four-way championship match. I, I love, you know, kind of Io Shirai, Kyrie saying, of course, the, uh, the I was about to say the uh, Space Pirates. Sky uh, Pirates. <laughs> Space Pirates just sounds way cooler. No, Sky Pirates, uh, which I think uh, hopefully is the tag team uh, that, that will be introduced on Tuesday. But, hey, I won't know for another five weeks. So that that will be a wish until Money in the Bank. Um, but, uh, I like how they tease the, anim- not animosity per se of just like, Hey, this is championship gold. You know, we're, we're a team. We, we, I'm cool with you, but when it comes down to it, I will pin you and beat you. And, and Io Shirai just looks fantastic again. You know, as, as I was talking when we were watching it last week, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of, you know, Io Shirai, you know, with, with her stuff with Kyrie Sane or, you just anyone, you know, kind of in, in, in the promotions in Japan. And I tr- I started to watch Io Shirai and Kairi Sane from, I think it was like 2013 um, with my cousin, because we we're talking about the, uh, the, the Sky Pirates. And uh, from the first couple of, uh, I think, 10 minutes before I left um, that we we're watching, it, it made me very intrigued. And I cannot wait to dive into that library. But but Io Shirai, man, I, I get the hype. I get what you've been talking about for the last five, six years with her, you know, you, you and Demetrius there. Um, but she's the real deal. She's the one I fear the most out of her and or Asuka or Kyrie saying, hell, even <laughs> Shayna Baszler for that matters. Cause she looks like if she wants to turn it on and beat the ever living hell out of you, she, she definitely will. That smile will turn into a discerning grin and and maybe a uh, a smile after kicking your ass, but um, this was a fun match. I mean, Shayna Baszler, when is she going to win Women Wrestler of the Year, Ryan? I mean, this she's she's had this for what two plus years. Um, she she definitely uh, you know Bianca Belair 
had her spots, you know, had, you know, of course, the, uh, the, the giant braid, um, you know, whipping people here and there. But, but her and Baszler, you know, still continuing their story from NXT Phoenix, um, you know, so, so they had spots where they would go at it, uh, looking to continue there. Um, but, you know, when it all comes down to it, you know, Belair, uh, you know, had to tap, you know, ba- Baszler, you know, had that, you know, clutch locked in. Um, and, you know, it just continues this impressive streak. I think we all thought there was going to be a title change in, in this match, uh, but it just continues. Hey, the continuity that's not on the main roster is definitely at the performance center in Orlando and, and just continues to build this, this beast of a wrestler in Shayna Baszler. Um, and even with her cronies, uh, you know, when she makes that leap and takes over for Rousey or if Rousey comes, you know, and just, you know, even becomes a mouthpiece. Well, maybe not a mouthpiece, a symbol for them, you know, when, <laughs> when, and if that does happen, um, she's, uh, the Tomasa Ciampa, um, just on the main roster. She just kills it. Uh, one of the best. I can't wait to see her singles matches down the line um, with Io Shirai because, whew, New York. Are, uh, where are they doing SummerSlam this year? Canada, I want to say. So Toronto takeover, uh, Io Shirai and, and Shayna Baszler. Mark that. That should be the main event that night. Hey, you know, I... I'll say it myself too. I, I there's a reason why I had Baszler higher than than I did on my ballot, and you know you, you look at it and I I don't know. I mean the reason she didn't win, dude. She two she finished fourth in our ballot, like on yeah. our award, man. And it's because Becky Lynch won, and I have nothing against Becky Lynch, as I said, but I can't put somebody ahead of somebody like Shayna Baszler when they were, they were relevant for two months and Shayna Baszler has done it for the longest time. We, Becky Lynch got 70% of our first place votes. 70%. I don't remember, you know, who had what with it. I don't remember what we each had, but yeah, I mean, sure. I should say like 67, I guess. She she had seven. Kagetsu had one, and Ronda Rousey had three. And I, I think mm-hmm. I picked Rousey. To me. I think I went Rousey one and Baszler two. Um, I don't know who picked Kagetsu. That wasn't me. I think I had her like third. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was one of the ones that had two people gave Becky Lynch fifth place, and I can guarantee you I'm one of them. And it's not a knock on <laughs> Becky Lynch, but it's a knock on a yearly award isn't based off of what you do to end the year. It's based off of the mm-hmm. year. And – you know, you, you said it exactly where my sentiments have been. Is Shayna Baszler has been great all year. Mm-hmm. Why does she not get the respect of somebody who's been great all year? You know? I, um, I, my thing is, is I was so impressed with this TakeOver show. You know, I, you know, this is what I've been doing for the last, I don't know, year. Where, you know, I'll catch an NXT show every now and then if I see buzz on the interwebs. Where can we watch NXT during this hiatus? Or I mean, is that kind of all all inclusive there? I which I'm fine either way because we got Champions Carnival to watch. You're right. Like you're 100 percent right that that, why can't we watch NXT? The reason I don't think we should is because they have commercials. Ah, touche. So our commercials are going to show everything that happens. 
But I was just thinking of that earlier. I was like, man, this would be a great way to kind of like get on that bandwagon where, you know, when our hiatus is up, we can make that decision of maybe <laughs> I will just watch NXT forever because it's the better quality and star well, building show. Here's the one easy factor with, with NXT is say once, you know, okay, we watch Money in the Bank and we go, wow, they did, that was all they did for superstar shakeups and, or that mm-hmm. person's a champion or, oh, wow, Lacey Evans won a money in the bank. Like, just stupid stuff like that happens. Mm -hmm. And we're like, God, forget it. You know, maybe I'll read results, but I really don't care to watch it. Well, to be fair, since since TakeOver, you'll only have six hours of NXT to watch to be caught up, which is Mm -hmm. two Champions Carnival shows. So being it's only an hour show and with the ability of fast-forwarding half of it with 10 minutes of commercials, it will be an easy catch-up. It'll be it'll be no different than watching Raw or SmackDown for one week with the amount of time. Yeah. Now, so, quick question though mm-hmm. is I might have found a loophole. I have Hulu. I'm not sure if you do. They don't air WWE commercials, but they air NXT the day after. Does that count? If there's no NXT, if there's no commercials that are going to spoil WWE for you, I don't have Hulu. But for you, hell yeah, watch it and tell me what happens because I. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I think this Wednesday is the Kushida debut. I'm going to try okay. to watch it without spoil it, without like seeing a commercial for anything. Cause I want to see. I'm Kushida. more excited about that than the shakeup, honestly. Mm-hmm. So maybe what I'll do is I'll take the option of, of seeing in the search bar, if I can search for Kushida and see if it pops up. But dude, mm-hmm. honestly, if, if, the, if you watch the Hulu version and they don't, they don't show any commercials for Money in the Bank or any of the mm-hmm. superstars shake up to spoil anything. Hell yeah, I would watch it. I'm just too afraid that I'm going to get spoiled if I watch it on the network. No, no, no Champions Catastrophe circa uh, 2009, <laughs> but I would say, or maybe 2011. Um, yeah, I'm gonna re. I'm gonna watch last week's episode of NXT just to kind of see, or just fast forward and see if there's any propaganda of yeah. Connecticut. So that's a good way to do it. I think, I think that's a good idea because I don't know, maybe I have Hulu and maybe I'm paying for Thanks, Hulu brain. I don't even know about it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> if that's the case, well then I can watch it. Then I know to cancel it after too. Um, <laughs> so I, I look, yeah, I would say, you know, as long as you don't get a spoiler for it, man, I would do it. I would rock it out. I just, I'm too nervous. I'm going to, I'm going to get one of those, Song videos where they're all singing together about being united or whatever because of the United pay per views and all that. <laughs> oh God! No wonder why Sasha wants to leave. Oh Ugh. God! We'll get into that after the main event here. Uh, still need to rewatch it. Two out of three falls. Johnny Gargano, your new NXT champion, defeats Adam Cole. Bay Bay, Alex, <laughs> the floor is yours, sir. I know you love this match. Gargano, uh, you know, winning the dream after uh, having a little uh, dark chapter on his journey. But, hey, we all need to go a little dark sometimes to achieve success, and that he did. Um, Iron Man, a suit and all, his armor was out to start the show, and uh, him and Cole, Bebe, uh, definitely uh, stole it this night. I I thought this was a a well-calculated technical match. Um, you know, I, I, I want to see Johnny Gargano's match time average at NXT events. Cause I, I swear it has to be, I don't know, 
27 to 34 minute average, um, which is probably nothing for him. But, you know, kind of towards the end, he definitely looks like he's been through hell and back and Adam Cole, um, you know, God, I, again, I get it. You know, going back to what uh, intro opener number two of WrestleCast Radio, uh, I get it. This guy <laughs> is, is definitely the cream of the crop. Um, I, I could watch these guys. I want to watch these guys. You know, if they fought, you know, back in the uh, in the early early indie scene, um, maybe evolve if they were around during that era. I, I would like to go check out. Uh, but no, these guys, uh, the, the chemistry was just off the charts. And I think that's just what is so important. Um, too many, you know, spots to kind of name. But let's just say over under on super kicks, Ryan. If you said 12, you would probably, uh, over 12, you would probably be correct. Hell, there was a spot, Ryan, where they literally do a, uh, a double super kick right to each other perfectly. Um, and you're just like, let's go, you know, like, let, let's just, you know, what else can they do to each other? Um, but no, this was just a, a beautiful match. Um, you know, uh, again, not knowing, you know, if it would have been him and, and, and Ciampa, all signs point to duh. Um, but, but Adam Cole, a fine substitute as he always, uh, turns out to be during these takeover matches and, and always, uh, again, steals the show. Um, I mean, these guys are, are just tremendous, um, you know, keep talent like this, you know, unhinged, unrestricted, because that's what makes it, you know, makes them stand out. It's a blessing in a way that Gargano, you know, kind of went back to NXT and wasn't featured heavily when they randomly brought, you know, what him, Ciampa, Ricochet, and, um, and, and Alistair Black. Was, was there six or was there just the four? In the... When they brought up the NXT guys randomly. Oh, it was, oh, it was, it was. It EC3, was, right? It was, I think, six. Because it was EC3, it was Lars Sullivan. It Lars was, Sullivan, that's right. Um, Lacey Evans. Nobody was four, and then it was the heavy machinery. Mm. And then they brought up Ricochet, Black, Gargano, and Ciampa just randomly. So those were the four that you so, know, everyone was like, what are they doing? Okay, so, um, yeah, no, the, and, and I'm happy, and hopefully he gets a, a really good run wherever his character uh, or side of Gargano, but, but make no mistake about it, after Gargano achieves winning, you know, the NXT championship here, um, and, and again, a great best out of three, you know, falls here. Ooh, Canadian Destroyer. I think that's number <laughs> 72 of the weekend. Um, it's It just, you know, shows uh, the beauty of the post-match. You know, Candice LeRae kind of coming down, you know, to, to be by her husband. But, of course, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, coming out, you know, wearing the neck brace, um, you know, the smiles. I mean, it, it, it's just beautiful. It's it's right there. You know, that's what wrestling is all about. The journey of of you know, these two, hell, all three, um, you know, as hokey as it could be at times too brutal, you know, as, as it, it can be majority of the time against each other, but um, a hell of a match, a hell of a takeover. Um, again, they, they do it again. I, I can't see a bad match 
uh, if not an unwatchable match, you know, kind of on this show, the four-way women's match. Again, you know, kind of a little bit talked about it just because, again, there's just so much that you need to see. The grittiness of, of Shayna Baszler, the, you know, Io Shirai, you know, kind of turning heads with, you know, uh, you know, her aerial maneuvers and, and Kyrie saying, you know, being, you know, having a little bit of a, uh, um, a, an edge to that character, you know, not all smiles and, and pirate gold, but, um, uh, and Bianca Belair, you know, again, just defining and, and getting more, uh, you know, to that character of her, of her own. Um, but Matt Riddle, you know, like you said, perfectly, I, you know, again, fairly new to him, you know, Hey, the new RVD, but, no, this guy, you know, he's the real deal. He's the guy when he does make that jump, this is your new merchandise seller. Like a, a listener of the show texted me, you know, as, as I believe I told you last week, you know, this guy was like, oh, Matt Riddle, he's he's the John Cena. He's the guy marketed, you know, if correctly, this is your new face. You know, barring what he does outside of the ring and what he's known for, you know, RVD was the same way. If you put that stigma aside, <laughs> This guy is your money. This guy has the fan base, the respect of your, you know, your, your smarks, but also of your, you know, your casual wrestling fan as well. So um, just a, a top to bottom, fantastic show, but I will state that tag match opener five stars. Yeah. I I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch it after I get caught on the up for, scale. Uh, for uh, <laughs> on the mellow scale. Hey, the mellow scale counts, damn it. Now let's say I caught up on Carnival. Um, I'm gonna give this a rewatch because Car- like I'm looking at the Carnival shows and they're about two two. Um, excuse me, I just had like a stroke or something there. They have, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, they're like two two and a half hours long, depending what you watch. So it's Ooh. it looks like it's five matches on each show, like a normal G1 show. So probably get a couple done in the span of one show, which makes which should be cool. So I'm sure we can get caught up pretty. Well, we got caught up on the New Japan Cup, to be fair. So. True. Um, there was also more break times in the schedule. It seemed like for <laughs> that New Japan has geez, but um, yeah, I fun show. I mean, kind of what you saw. I mean, like you said, I, I think once you kind of see the the two title matches, um, it might kind of change change your tune. Unlike yeah, I mean, <laughs> grand spectacle of them all. No, no. <laughs> Real quick, I want to get into these. There's four people here um, over WrestleMania weekend that essentially quit or was going to quit or tried to quit or got fired. Like, I've never seen something like this happen at WrestleMania weekend. Um, no. I can't, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but uh, there was a, a writer during the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. during Bret Hart's speech that got chewed out and fired by Vince. Or I guess he quit the, you know, yep. you can't if fire you me, him. I quit. Yeah, because he didn't tell Bret Hart not to say Vince McMahon's name in his speech. Mm-hmm. Might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. But nonetheless, they lost a uh, production guy. Is his name. Because, what's his name? Robert Evans, a former Robert independent Evans. wrestler. R.D. Evans. Oh, yep. R.D. Evans. Yeah, I was going to say R.D. Yep. Evans, and I was like, no, I, I must have read that wrong, because that dude used to work in Ring of Honor. <laughs> but no, I guess it was that's crazy. It was R.D. Evans. No wonder he was like, screw you. I don't care. Um, yeah. So R.D. Evans leaves. Uh, then we see Road Dog basically quits as head writer because he's sick of <laughs> Vince McMahon uh, rewriting 
Yeah, he he'd spend over he he'd be up all night writing a show, and then he would just get it changed the next day, and then he'd have to fly home and do production meetings over Skype every day. And said, "This isn't what I signed up for, and this is stupid. Step mm-hmm. down." Um. Then on WrestleMania on Sunday, Pat McAfee gets chewed out, just chewed out by Michael Cole because. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was told not to wear his jorts that he always wears because he's a goofball from Barstool Sports and the Colts punter. And so he wore tuxedo shorts. Michael Cole said he's disrespectful. He needs to change. He needs to become a more <laughs> professional person. Now, this next part is is completely verbatim. Not verbatim, but this is this is a legit thing. Pat McAfee says, F you. I don't need this crap. This is a side gig, and I, I quit. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Somebody then shows Vince McMahon a picture of LeBron James wearing um, tuxedo shorts. Vince McMahon, then uh, these are the exact words that I that I heard was what he said, and this is from a very reliable source and other mm-hmm. things I've read. He says, oh, of course, I'm hip. I know what that is. And takes Pat McAfee's side and makes Michael Cole apologize to Pat McAfee to smooth <laughs> it over, and that's how he gets back on Mania. Um, yeah. Michael Cole basically telling him I did it for you because I didn't want you to get in trouble. Basically, b- BSing his way into an apology. But the fact of Vince McMahon telling telling Michael Cole that he's more hip than them m- just blows my mind that those words came out of his mouth. Um, and then on top of it, Sasha Banks reportedly asked to quit uh, because she was not happy of losing the tag titles. Uh, apparently, her and Bailey staged a protest laying on the locker room floor and laying in the hallway of their hotel room in anger of losing these titles. Um, I would love it if Sasha Banks left and went somewhere else. But holy crap, are you two a couple of brats that I have no no sympathy for if they really did that? What's Really? If, I mean... If I, if I walked into a lot, if I, if, okay, me and Demetrius are going to WrestleMania. Demetrius is dropping the title and he's laying in the hotel room in front of his door, protesting that he's losing a title that is in a sport that has nothing to do with winning or losing to get paid. I would mm-hmm. laugh at him and call him a little bitch. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And I will say it doesn't make sense that they lost those titles. If you, if you're talking about, they're going to defend them on NXT, NXT UK, Raw and SmackDown, and they're going to globally brand these things and one mm-hmm. titles on every brand. The hell did you put them on two wrestlers that are not good a month after they won them? That's stupid. I agree with that. The Iconics are half the talent that Sasha and Bailey are. They're, they're, they're funny on the mic. Peyton Royce is pretty hot. I'll give you that if this was still 2000 and that's what counted, but it's not. This is the wrestling era now, and Billy Kay is horrible, and Peyton Royce is not that much better. And that's my personal opinion, but neither of them have as much talent as Sasha Banks has in mm-hmm. half of her body, and they lost those titles that fast to a team that no, I mean, these, nobody cared about the Iconics, dude. They weren't even getting no. TV time. They were an afterthought. Yet now they're No, they were getting and, TV time. They were getting no reaction because that was oh, the yeah, thing. Because you know, they were just, oh. like, coming out, and they were getting nothing. And we would talk about, like, well, what what, what are they going to do, you know? It's just like they're, I thought they were cutting, you know, pretty okay promos. But, again, just the audience was not having it. So when they were thrusted into, you know, when they, when they were getting wins the weeks leading up to Mania, I was like, oh, God, they're going to give them the titles. 
I was like, that's just no. I mean, like you said, if you're going to brand this, you know, these titles, you know, into to something special, you have your two best wrestlers that you're not going to do anything singles-wise, and, and you make them stronger. You put talent over. You get them to face Tony Storm and Piper Nevin, you know, in, in, a, in a special match. You get them to face, you know, uh, you know, the Sky Pirates down in NXT. So many awesome, strong matches that you can have to, you know, then who finally beats them, you know, come Survivor Series or the Rumble, you know, then it's a much bigger deal to then, oh, this is just another throwaway title. It's the, you know, the the North American or, you know, you know, championship <laughs> or something like that. Didn't it feel like they were actually going to do something with these titles for a minute, too? Like, I thought so, but it's just lip service. So that's where I'm like, I, I get where Sasha Banks, you know, and, and Bailey, you know, uh, you know, allegedly, you know, kind of on, on her you know, side, obviously, but, you know, her feelings as well, where it's just like, come on, you do so much. You're, you're getting, you know, people to watch people to actually go see you. You know, the only reason why Callie went to a few of these wrestling events, is because like, Oh, Sasha Banks is going to be there. Yeah. I really want to see her wrestle. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, Oh, she's a cool person. It's like, Oh, I want to see her wrestle in person. You know, so it's it's just a thing where, you know, people watch and, and see them. And I'm not going to buy, you know, the, the BS, you know, it's like, well, that's her character. You know, she never has, you know, a, a single, you know, more than offense. I don't think anyone's that smart, hence why they're hiring a continuity writer to say, well, like, whoop, that's Sasha's character. I, I just think it was just lazy and stupid and at the last second. Maybe Vince got a look at, you know, the Iconics walking out and said, yes, they got something. Give them the titles. And, and you know, <laughs> it, it just seems like something stupid. So I get where, you know, yeah, they feel, you know, just what's the point? You know, it just gets yeah. monotonous after a while. I, I, you know, I'm sure you feel or have felt like that, you know, at your nine to five as, you know, almost everybody in this world, except for the 1% that, you know, is lucky to enjoy their job um, where, you know, it's just something where, I mean, the tantrums I get is stupid, but I mean, after a while, man, if they're not going to take you seriously by being professional, what the hell else are you going to do? And yeah, maybe I, that's their I way agree. to get the hell out. AEW bound, you know, that's the only logical thing. But maybe she does do a, a international, you know, kind of tour. Only time will tell. And, and like, like I said, I'm I'm all for them being upset about it because enough people have been doing that as they should. But I just, I, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't can't can't get behind the laying on the floor thing. Like that just seems like what my kid does when I don't let him watch Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. you know. But I agree with everything else. Like, no, it's stupid. It's dumb. You had a chance to really make these titles something special, unlike the other tag titles. You had a guy who had a three hundred match losing streak get a title shot at WrestleMania. That's the stupidest thing. I've... To be fair, I really liked the match, but that was the stupidest angle ever. His partner comes in going, "Bro, they couldn't even spell my name right." Like, what yeah, exactly. The worst? I was about to say they. <laughs> <laughs> they get a title shot. You mean to tell me that they deserve a championship match at WrestleMania? And and shout out to both tag teams that wanted to quit. They put the titles on. They don't quit. Usos resign, and then both teams have already lost those titles. Like, ha ha, we mm-hmm. showed you. And then now, I uh, just, I, I just, I can't get behind because here, you know, by the time we watch Money in the Bank, the Iconics won't even be champs anymore. 
And it just will prove the point of what we're talking about. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting who bends. I don't know the contract status. It seems like they've been wrestling forever, both these two with her and Bailey. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone could, I mean, anyone could utilize the services of Bailey, but I mean, AEW with Smiley Kylie, you know, Kylie Ray there. I mean, they, they already know they have their version and seeing Kylie Ray live at Warrior Wrestling 4. She can work. She can wrestle. She is a big, strong girl. Where I was just like, how did she just German suplex? You know that that other being there. Like so, <laughs> I, it's it's you know I I don't know if that would ever work. Um, but who knows? Only time will tell. It's a hot time, you know, to be a wrestler. It just depends on how uh, childish the WWE wants to be. Like you said, the Usos lose the titles. Did they are and right after they resigned. You know, after the, you know, like they're they're a bunch of Richards. Let's be real, it's WWE, but you're a bunch of Richards. Just you know, they they talk about be a star, but I mean, they they definitely are some of the biggest bullies out there. Oh, and then let's let's not let's not forget that. How do we entice our fans to not watch the national championship and watch Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania? Yeah, they both did that because that was about the, as good as the booking was, which you just did, or what I think you did off camera. They, they advertised title for title, and they draw it on for two and a half hours. They shit on it with the bar interrupting, and it didn't even give them a ratings boost. It was, it was the lowest no. after Mania Raw ever. And you know why? I talked to some people, and I asked, you know, why, you know did you watch it? Did you blah, blah, blah? And they said, no. The WWE is not going to give us title for title. We're not that stupid. They've conditioned their fans to basically calling their bullshit the minute it happens. And they go, I'm not sticking around for this. You know, it's going to be a screw job. And then it was. Yeah. And then it I was. assumed when I heard that it was going to be title for title, I was like, oh, who's going to run out? Is this where yeah. the new day turns on them? You know, I was like, it's going to be a BS, whatever. And then when it was turned into a tag team, I said, oh, that's a slap in the face. Like, I, I would have been pissed. It was one of the most, if you build a show as being the most exciting, the most craziest show of the year, and you do jack shit, it's like watching two New Japan, you know, tag cups where it just leads to nothing. And you're just like, well, that was pointless watching. I, I love how the minute the bar interfered and they started the matchup, we got beach ball chant, we got AEW mm-hmm. chant. We got asshole chant to the guy who took the beach ball. We got CM Punk chants again. Like, I mean, <laughs> they gave them everything. Everything, man. Ah, just frustrating. It's just frustrating. That's oh, why. Man. That's why we got, we're taking a break. Because how do you come back with that? I guess. Uh, Tony Nice becoming your new uh, 205 Live uh, champ. That's how you come back and from that. I, I, I got one last thing, and then we'll go into Mania. Um, did you watch SmackDown? Did you give the SmackDown after Mania I watch, did. too? I um, did. Six-man six tags going on, and, you know, they, they added Drew McIntyre to the team because he's going to be a star. So immediately <laughs> I go, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, so this means they're going to build the Kofi and – Drew McIntyre since Daniel Bryan's hurt. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. I'm cool with that. They come back from commercial break, and Drew McIntyre isn't there anymore. And they don't even bring it up <laughs> that he's not there anymore. Because they realized this literally was something that I, I – there was 
there's a person that I will not say who it is because I probably shouldn't say it. I'll text it to you um, off air because I don't care if you know. But they directly spoke to somebody that worked for that company, and they called him to leave to the back because they realized after they put him in the match that they were going to lose, and they didn't want him to lose the match. That they, For all the reports that came out that that's why he left, they literally, from what I was told, forgot that they were losing during the match a la Survivor Series pre-show where <laughs> they had smacked out with. Well, what does it matter? He lost clean to Roman Reigns in a match where I said, and you think Roman Reigns would agree, hey, we're trying to build this monster. We sort of did it in 2018, but again, 90 different title switches and, you know, him kind of being lost in the shuffle, you know, in the beginning of the year. Let's try to rebuild them this year. No, we're going to have you lose clean by one of the ickiest looking spears. Um, and no, they're, they're just stupid. All that, that, now, this is not the same comparison, and I'm not trying to sound heartless here, but this is the same thing if they would have had Tomoaki Honma show up in his return match from Broken Neck and beat Jay White. Oh. It doesn't make sense. Roman Reigns just had had cancer, and he comes back. Logically, he shouldn't win that match, and it should give you something to build on. Yeah. Nope, got to have exactly. a like, and I know that might not be the popular answer, and I know you want the feel-good because it's mania, but think no. logically here. Realistically, that guy should not be ready for a guy like McIntyre in a month. Mm-hmm. Especially so when he's realize... filming movies and Nickelodeon shows. <laughs> then they go, well, shit, we shouldn't have McIntyre out there. Quick, commercial break, tell him to leave through the crowd. I I, I had to watch the condensed Hulu version of SmackDown um, because I was banished to the upstairs TV. Um, So I don't know (laughs) if you watch it on the USA feed. Did they have that match? You know how they have the the dual screen so they have a commercial. So did they cut the whole feed? Yeah, he laid out Woods with some like huge kick and they went to commercial Mm -hmm. and then he just wasn't there anymore. Because I noticed that on the Hulu feed, I was like, "Wait, what? What happened?" Um, um, also, shout out to uh, to, to Biggie Langston. Uh, get well soon, sir. Hit us up, man. Your friend barely hit you up about us. Hit us up, <laughs> WrestleCast Radio at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Shout out. Get well soon. I just, how do you realize? How do you have somebody walk up and go, "Whoops." We we wanted to push him, and he's going to go lose again. Quick, oh go God. to commercial and have the tra- – so now the trainer tells him to leave. So now everyone's blowing up Twitter going, Drew McIntyre just got hurt. They had him leave. <laughs> no, he didn't get hurt. They just forgot he was going to lose again, so they didn't want him to lose. I mean, to be fair, that would be the fifth time you would see McIntyre leave during a match because of an injury in his, like, 12-year career with the East. So, I mean, everyone had their rights to speculate and, and all all of a sudden just go with the, hey, he's injured because, hey, he's Drew McIntyre. It's going to happen and how, every year. How do you legitimately get yourself in that situation? That you literally don't Because they're hiring a continuity writer, Ryan. Something that we should say, hey, just give a, you know, a flat $300,000, you know, contract for the both of us. We'll come in. We'll punch up scripts. We'll do it via Skype. 
a la Road Dog or the other guy, and and we'll make it work. Just listen. They, they can go back to any WrestleCast radio episode from the beginning. We always <laughs> preach continuity. So, hey, guys, you can find us, um, you know, at admin at strongstylemedia.com. If 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 they were to tell me, Alex, that they're going to pay me 150k since we're splitting 300, I will pack up and move to Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> I don't. I'll move there. I don't care. You're going to send Sydney to a Connecticut school. Hey man, Crazy. if he comes out like Jean Paul Levesque, at least he's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get that Shane McMahon education because that dude's rich. Oh. Here comes the money. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, let's be real. That's thanks to Rory McIlroy when he was on that that video on demand venture, shaking his <laughs> hand at the Masters. I still remember that thinking, like, is that Shane McMahon? What's going on? Huh? What the hell? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> Three times. I just, I, just, I, I, I can't get over, like. All right, let me let me try to think of how I want to say this. We put this company on a pedestal where we were going to – I'm not going to lie. I, I looked at it going, I hope we're wrong, and I hope it is enjoyable because – and we, we decide to, to crow on it because it's, I, it's something to just always watch every week. And I love drafts, and, you know, I really want to see what's going to happen. But I'm going to stick to my guns, and if they if they really blow it like we think they will, I'm out for five weeks with Alex. But I hope I'm wrong. No, this was awful. Every time they took a step forward, they took a step mm-hmm. back. It's like Shout a regular MC Alex. scat cat. Here comes, I mean, uh, like, I, The Undertaker looked great. That was cool, but I didn't pop at all because he almost dropped him. Um, <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Alistair Black's um, dungeon. Um, door opening, but he didn't come up from the ground, so he had to jump up real quick. Oh, that sound effect. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there going, is he ever going to come up from the smoke? <laughs> oh, there he is. He just jumped up like, 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 uh, he just jumped up like Rey Mysterio. Oh, here comes Baron Corbin. All right, they're going to put him over since he, uh, since he finally, you know, he beat Angle and he's going to, they're going to try to build him. And okay, you know what? I, I don't like him. And I was mad that that was how it ended. But let's see where they go to keep pushing him. Maybe he'll be the next guy for Rollins. Nope. Then he gets his ass kicked by Kurt Angle, who he just beat. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a waste of time. Oh, here comes Lars Sullivan to beat up a retired old guy with a broken neck. That sucked. <laughs> are, are they going lesser with him? Because oh, he's God. attacked Angle and the Hardy Boys, a la Lesnar, back <laughs> in the day. Shout out WWE Universe uh, on April 8th tweeted for when the diving headbutt happened to Angle. In all capitals, can someone please explain to us what is going on? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Bailey comes out and jobs in 38 seconds to Alexa Bliss. By the way, Alexa Bliss looked hot as hell, so it was good to see her back. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, and said somebody else tweeted, terrible, clunky match. Alexa Bliss and Bailey did not match up well at all. Yeah, that was true. Um, we got we got Becky Lynch getting punched in the face by Lacey Evans. Um, hey, I like how it's building to something. I'm all for yeah. that. She laid her out. I'm like, okay, this will be a good fight for the man. I'm 
I, I'm kind of bummed. I'm going to miss the, uh, the, the buildup to this feud, but hopefully the beautiful uh, video package will, will, will fill me in in about two minutes when I watch Money in the Bank. Um, I, I, I'm, ex- I'm not going to lie. I'm a little excited for this, you know, kind of getting to know Lacey Evans, you know, via Wikipedia a little more, but just kind of her background. You know, I, I do remember it from, from the May Young classics, but you know, just learning a little more. I'm like, oh yeah, she could legit go toe to toe with with anyone. <laughs> like she's more dangerous than Ronda Rousey, like legit. So I'm like, I I could see that. You know, I could see Becky. You know, saying let go and let's just have a brawl. So um, that's one that that I I truly will will miss. But knowing them, they'll they'll botch it. Did um not the women the this, creative? Is this and not creative? Where... I mean Vince McMahon. Should we watch the Money in the Bank pre-show or just Money in the Bank? Ooh. I guess. Well, I guess if, here's if a you question. get Tony Nice versus Cedric Alexander, how could we not watch it? Well, the problem is we won't know what the card is. That's true. So we have to watch the pre-show. pre-show when it, when is it? May what? Nineteenth. Um, right. Now I will we be able to watch. It. You should come out. Oh, I can't. I can't. That's the Thrones finale. I'm not watching Money in the Bank live. <laughs> it is the finale of Game of Thrones, so I will be watching that over everything. Sorry, WWE, you're going to have to wait until midnight. Midnight. Um, or at least 10. So 10 o'clock, I'll start the pre-show when it ends. Spoiler alert, everyone dies. <laughs> so, so does apparently uh, a smoking oh, sorry, that was lost. box with, uh, with a puppet that came out. Did you like the smoking box puppet? Bray Wyatt? Unruh? Yeah, and I was like, "Is that a buzzard?" Like, I was like, "Is that a Hawaiian?" Oh, I know what they're doing. I was like, "Oh, okay." It's different. So, you know, you got to give them that. What was, the, what was the point of it? No idea. Okay. Uh, Sami Zayn came back. I liked this promo. Box of gimmick. Give you that. Is that, is that a shot? Ooh. You know, that a Bruce Pritchard gimmick. Ooh, or it was Pritchard's idea because he needed to make a new shirt. Yeah, uh, there you go. Good old uh, Sam Zayn cut a good promo. I like yes, Sam Zayn's promo. Yes, that is one thing I'm going to miss unless he faces Bobby Lashley at this Money in the Bank as he did at last year's. But no, that was a oh. great promo. Apparently off the cuff, um, they just said, hey, go out there, do your thing. And boy, did he. Mark Henry applauding him over on uh, Busted Open. Um, this was a nice Sami Zayn, good Sami Zayn, good match as well that he had with Finn Balor, I thought. Um so yeah, I, I it'll be interesting where they go, but if he's not on Raw, will it have the same residence on SmackDown? We'll see in May. <laughs> uh oh. Do you wanna say something on here? Say something. <laughs> Can you say something? Oh no, I guess not. We got we got a we got a Sydney in the house. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he does not want to talk. Usually he immediately grabs the thing. Apparently he knows that I'm on radio, I guess, because he is shyer than hail. Sydney, I'll, I'll, have, uh, I'll put your sound bite real quick for you. There we go. Sydney just said that. <laughs> I swear, um, I always thought it was him saying Pac since it was his favorite Pac. wrestler. Oh, man. If we'll get Sydney jacked up like Pac. That would be tight. Jeez. Um, be the worldwide smasher for sure. 
Um, now that I just said the entire raw, this show has gone off the rails. Um, I apologize. I, <laughs> um, so yeah, you're uh, Tony Nice via the running niece uh, defeats Buddy Murphy. I can't even take this seriously because I wrote that name down. Is that really a move? The running yeah, that's niece. what they, they kept. They kept going the running niece because oh, there's running knees. I went three and a quarter. I liked the match. That was a good match. <laughs> it ended a little abruptly. There, there wasn't as as many near falls. I don't know if that's because I'm a jaded Japanese wrestling fan now. There's like oh, 19 falsies. Um, but no, this this was good. Just a little, you know. Again, cut off guard with the uh, the quick uh, running of the niece. <laughs> um, in our second of three battle royals of the weekend, we had one in the New Japan show. Um, yep. We had two on Mania. Um, they all kept standard as Carmella comes out from hiding under the ring, uh, eliminates Sarah Logan. Um, uh, this wasn't very good. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on this battle royal? No, I, I kind of wanted uh, Sarah Logan to uh, be the victor. I thought that was a, a, a very inspiring win. Um, but yeah, Carmella, you know, that's cool. It's fine. Um, the revival dropped the tag titles to the major Oof. brothers or whatever they're calling. Did they just from. resigned too. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Once they, once they get your name down on the pen, they, uh, they take away that push. Bullies. But then again, the only time the, like the revival would lose three, four shows in a row on raw, retain their titles on the pay-per-view, get their ass kicked post-match and then job until the next pay-per-view where they would win again and get their ass kicked. So I guess it, Really didn't do a lot. Isn't that the definition, though, of a heel tag team? Let's be real, especially back in the day. That that's how it kind of ran. It seemed like it, it did. It did. I I get okay. I guess here's my thing: is doesn't it? It just feels different. Like watching the that happen to the revival every single week to different teams. It just feels way more different than Arn and Tully back in the day. True, and probably just because you know how much it's hurting their souls today than it did back then um just due to the fact that it just seems like you could tell it on their faces like oh we're here again um but kudos zach Ryder, kurt hawkins breaking the streak um i believe they got zach's name correctly on the um on the uh the title card there but um it, it was obvious from the get-go um it, it was a wrestlemania moment what is that two for zach Ryder now um kudos to him um so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not mad against it, but to me, it's I already forgot about it. <laughs> um, and then in our third battle royal of the weekend, oh. um, Braun Strowman wins after we had another person hide under the ring. Um, so that's three for three. Kenny King being the first care at all. Um, that was the pre-show. I don't even really want to know if you have any four topics. matches. I'd rather move on, even though they yeah. only uh, announced two. It was uh, <sighs> this was a long. We night. thought it would make it shorter. We thought it would make it quicker. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar dropping the strap to Seth Rollins. Uh, low blow. Oh my god, I'm getting tired talking about this. This feels like a chore. Um, low blow, yeah, three foot stop. I know we're on number five. <laughs> God. Um, you remember when you were like, hey, nine matches have passed. And I was like, 
Wait, so that means there's seven more? That's another pay-per-view. And you were like, exactly. It is another pay-per-view. Oh, boy. Um, uh, and that was at 9 o'clock. <laughs> um, AJ Styles defeats Randy Orton. Uh, half the crowd couldn't see because they were blasting some light into the audience eyes. I, I yeah. can't make this up. I can't make this up. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to have that problem at the Tokyo Dome, but yeah, never sit ringside or on the 100 level at Mania. The higher and cheaper the ticket, apparently the better. Oh my gosh. And like, and you know, looking back at it, I was like, I, I kind of was curious, but I didn't really think much of it. But going back and watching, I'm going, man, why are they all gold suddenly? Oh, it's because they were shining some gold light into everyone's eyes so they couldn't even watch the match. Oh, God, that would suck. Um, Sucks for the fans. And it was, a, it was a pretty good match. You know, I, I don't know if, like Orton said, a pretty blinking good match. Um, but, no, I, I, I thought this was solid. You know, this was definitely a, you know, um, you know, two A players, you know, if you want to use WWE uh, vernacular. Um and this was something, you know, I guess, too, you know, where, again, it just kind of ended. I was like, oh, all right, phenomenal forearm. Let's, oh, <laughs> it's over. Okay, uh, no falsy. All right. Let's, next hey, match. Look, I, I'm going to say this, too. This is, this is something that says to what I was hoping WrestleMania might have had a, sh- a chance to do something with. If you go through the first seven matches here, and we'll talk about the seventh one in a second. Murphy and Nice, I went three and a quarter. The Battle Royals, I gave no nothing. I didn't grade those. Mm-hmm. I actually went three and a half on Revival and Ryder Hawkins. I for I'm I'm in the majority on that, but I really liked that match for whatever reason as it was. I gave Lesnar Rollins three stars because I like short Lesnar matches because they're impactful and they they work. And and I'll say this too, I the finish was kind of uh, but I think if you if if they were talking about this. You know, like, if you were to talk up this finish, I think it sounds better than it came off. Um, just because it was so abrupt with that low blow, but mm-hmm. it was fine. It was fun. It was like I Seth would... Rollins watched a Roosh, or, or like he watched the G1, you know, uh, car, <laughs> Supercard at, at the Madison Square Garden. He's like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to Roosh the situation. I, um, I liked... Um... I went I went three stars on the Orton match. Like yeah. I thought that was fun. Um I I went three and three quarters on the next match. This was my second favorite match of this whole show. Usos retain over Nakamura Rusev the bar and black and ricochet. I thought this match was awesome. Great I action. This was yeah. great. This was what this was had reminiscent this this was remnant of the old days of the Usos New Day crazy tag feud stuff. Like when mm-hmm. we're like, oh my God, they're finally doing something with the tag titles. <laughs> Somebody said Agreed. Ryder and Hawkins are just the new B team. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I forgot they they hold tag. Um, 
I no, I I would say yes. This the 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 four way tag match. You know, it was fun, but when you have all that talent in the ring, how can it not? Um, Ricochet and Alistair Black again uh, when their nineteenth title defense in the last uh, month since uh, they've been on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. <laughs> um, but duly noted. I mean, the, these are guys that you want to highlight and showcase for you know, kind of the future or hell, even the investors. You know, uh, for Fox and and the audience that will be switching from USA to Fox on Friday nights, um, you know, these are guys that you definitely, or at least one of them, Ricochet, mind you, uh, will be, you know, one of the flagships, hopefully, of of that show. Um, And and the Usos, you know, being a showcase of the tag division on there. Um, The setback from Tuesday, yeah, I guess it's nice. You know, it's heartfelt. You know, the Hardys. Matt Hardy, my God, he looks like he stepped in a a time machine. So kudos to him. Um, (laughs) Jeff Hardy just kind of, you know, whispering in the wind, willowing around, if you will. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, we we always, you know, get hyped for about three, four months out of the year in tag team wrestling in the WWE, especially on the blue brand. But, um, no, I had a lot of fun with this match. I think you keep Nakamura and Rusev as, as a tandem. You know, I, I think you get another League of Nations, you know, sans uh, Wade Barrett, of course. But you already have, you know, them. And with Drew McIntyre, you know, kind of, you know, aligning with them, with them you know, a few times as well. You know, it, it's just something I think that, that could be fun. And it's their, you know, annual xenophobic, uh, you know, stable that the WWE likes to produce every couple of years. So, um, no, this, this was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, depending on, you know, New Day, what that means. What, what's going to happen with, you know, Xavier Woods, with Big E out, you know, with uh, with, with his surgeries. So, um, you know, it's a fresh landscape for tag wrestling on, on Tuesdays. So, oh, no. It, I just got three takes out of that from, from what you were saying. Uh, I'm I'm hoping Nakamura walks when uh, Anderson and Gallows walk. I can't I can't wait to see uh, Carl Anderson with Jay White and Tamatanga. I think that's going to be tremendous. Um, I hope Nakamura goes too. But, Man, ab off with uh, machine gun and uh, switchblade there. <laughs> um, you you do realize that we we may be seeing when we watch Money in the Bank now is if Big E's hurt. The only thing we got to do something with Woods. Why don't we have him turn on Kofi and turn. have him wrestle at Money in the Bank? <laughs> Maybe he just keeps being the mouthpiece. Maybe he's the mouthpiece for Kofi because you know that that's one thing of his. He's never been strong. You know, he's always been you know, uh, you know, ahead of the curve for majority of it, you know, when given an opportunity as shown with, you know, the build up to WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan, but I think you keep, you know, woods around, maybe you do it when Big E comes back, but no, it's too soon, but hell it's the E. Um, uh, halfway point here, Shane McMahon over the Miz went two and a quarter. Um, Whoa. I, I didn't on, think it was finish that. alone. I, I uh, cool. The meme fell off of the meme. Oh yeah. Um, his dad Mr. was Mid. the real MVP. That guy was the real MVP. The the match was so, look, I'll give, I'll give, uh, I think the best take I heard Joe Lanz over at voices of wrestling said the only people that probably like this match are the same people that like Jeff Jarrett TNA matches where he just fought through the crowd and punched the guy a few times while they walked around. Yeah. What do you expect with a Shane McMahon match now? Um, I, 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 you know, match-wise, hey, I, I thought it was what it was. It wasn't, you know, Shane McMahon's typical mania match. But I, I will say, as, as a, 
you know, they ripped off their own finish, you know, as, as it seems like it. Um, but it was done well. I thought it was fine to keep the Shane McMahon heel machine rolling. Um, Boston Hug Connection, Divas of Doom, Iconics, and Samoan uh, Injuries. Um, yeah, this wasn't good. We already said how stupid it was the Iconics won. Um, Bailey and Sasha are probably quitting. That We already talked about that. Uh, Tatum, Brian, Kofi, Kingston, match of the night, in my opinion. I was four and a quarter on this. This, this mm-hmm. was the this was the best match. This was like the only really really great match. Um, the tag match got close, but man, this was awesome. Um, you know, I mean, people have heard about this. I, I mean, anything you want to touch on with it? Before we um, wrap I, up I, no, Kofi's son, uh, like you said with Mrs. Dad, uh, Kofi's son, the real MVP, uh, you know, just being so happy, you know, holding his dad's newly won, you know, WWE championship. And, you know, hoisting it, you know, on the rope there, you know, a great WrestleMania moment there. Uh, Kofi, you know, like CM Punk said, it's 11 years, you know, 10 years too late, you know, after you know, congratulated Kofi, you know, there via via an interview. So, um, you know, this was something, you know, I, I hope that's not transition. Um, I, I think if they really want to listen to the fans, let him roll with it. We know he's capable. If you keep Xavier Woods as his mouthpiece, that's sustainable to build upon rivalries. Um, and like you said, there's, depending on how the shakeup goes, we'll see, you know, in, in five weeks. I hope we don't get a Woods-Kingston uh, matchup so soon. Uh, but again, it would not surprise me. But this match was great. Uh, Daniel Bryan apparently uh, a little banged up, um, you know, might be injury uh, related as well that's why it wasn't on smackdown and or raw i guess again only time will tell in the next couple of weeks but um yeah i mean if they if the plan which obviously they say no automatic rematches anymore ryan but you know that would have been the way to go um you could definitely have some nice you know uh couple of matches between daniel bryan and kofi over the next couple of months but if they're hitting the panic button and didn't have a, you know, an actual backup plan, which it seems like it wouldn't have mattered anyway, um, <laughs> you know, maybe they do then, yeah, have the trombone, uh, you know, lay out uh, Kofi Kingston. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe it's Woods, happening right now. Maybe it's Xavier happening. Woods win the money in the bank and cash in on the same night? That would be dope. That'd be interesting. We'll find out yeah, maybe weeks. that's a way to... Yeah, maybe that's the way how you get him into the singles, you know, doing the uh, the qualifying matches, you know, that they like to do. So yeah, put him in the briefcase. That's a good way to kind of segue him. Yeah, he doesn't have to win it. Just put him in it. Give him something to do. Yeah, I'm with you, hundred um, percent. Small Joe betray Mysterio in a minute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my favorite match. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Roman and McIntyre. Uh, we talked Yuck. Batista trips already. Um, Baron Corbin beats Kurt Angle in like two minutes. Why? Um, uh, don't know, don't care. Why? Uh, Daniel Bryan, or Demon Balor, not Daniel Bryan. Demon Balor gets painted up for a five-minute match with Bobby Lashley. Glad it probably Just took him the whole re-win. day. Yeah, because, um, you know, he had to trade the title. And then Becky Lynch defeats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in um, everything that they hoped was not going to happen when this match was made, because this was not good, um, at least in my eyes. They, they they botched the finish. There was a there was a spot where Becky Lynch went for some double attack, didn't even hit either of them, and they both flew out of both the ring. Down. Oh yeah. my god, it was not good. This was I bad. Would, 
Oof. I wouldn't say it was bad. I, I, I rewatched this the other night. Um, they definitely go at it on each other. I could see where Rhonda could have broken her hand a, a couple of times um, with some of the punches uh, that she was laying out. Um, I, I thought this had a good emotion. It was a good story. The helicopter for Charlotte wasn't needed, especially when after they show her get out of the helicopter, she doesn't even come out, you know, with her entrance. <laughs> Um, and you know, I, and, and I agree with you, the champ should always come out last, no matter what. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is with there, but I thought this was a, a really good match. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, not, I'm sure what the audience wanted and it, it certainly wasn't what I wanted with the, with the one-on-one. Um, <laughs> but you know, Charlotte, you know, she, she is what she is. She's a good you know, kind of a hand when it comes to, you know, incorporating herself into a match. Um, and, and she can, you know, slow things down. Yes, there were botches. Yes, there were misses. But, you know, I, I thought overall emotionally, you know, minus the ending um, with that quick finish with the shoulders up, with the, you know, referees being fined, whatever the hell that means. Um, you know, I, I thought it was fine. Again, it was the night of, you know, unsuspecting quick finishes, um, you know, albeit this match was not quick, you know, whatsoever, but I thought there was real emotion, um, you know, into this match. It, it, it had to be sloppy. You, you hate the other person around you. There was no, you know, good graces on either side. So if you're flailing fists or, you know, trying to do a judo, you know, toss of, of any sort, it, you're not going to, you know, land a hundred percent of the time. The greatest box in the world doesn't land a hundred percent of the time. So, you know, I, I, I'm fair with, with, with that. This wasn't like, I guess, I guess when I say sloppy, like good sloppy, when Sasha and Charlotte would wrestle, it was a good sloppy. When Becky, and yeah, but you could touched, see when they were rushing it, like they, their sloppiness was because they were trying to rush to the next spot with true, Charlotte and, but, and, and, and uh, Sasha. True. But like, I, I think Charlotte was great in this match. I'll, I'll just say that first. So I can, so I'm saying something good here. I thought that mm-hmm. she was great. I thought if she, you know, I, I went, I was glad she was in the match for the first time in this whole angle. Cause I think if it would have been Becky versus Rhonda with the way that those two performed, Oh, this could have been a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beck, Becky said herself, I'm so disappointed in myself. I was the worst one in there and I shouldn't have been. She knew she was bad and mm-hmm. she, she looked bad in there. She did not look good. There was not a lot she did that made that worked, and the finish. I mean, like, and I feel bad for the referee. You're made eventing the second highest grossing WrestleMania in history, and you fast count before the the pins even in place. So I mean, I I give him. Or was that a pro- call to say, "Hey, she's hurt. Like, let's go home." I mean, there's so many Suppo- variables. Meltzer said he spoke to numerous people. And I mean, I guess trust Meltzer for what it is, but that was the planned finish, which is even stupider because the whole point was Becky was going to take her arm and she yeah. didn't even do the arm bar. So like the whole, I don't know. It just, and, and I'm not surprised that the match was so flat for me with how bad the angle was. Like it was just the culmination of bad. Like yeah. the way, as much as I hated this angle, with how much they botched it, I I didn't I didn't expect a masterpiece coming into this match as it was, and and I'm I'm sorry if that sounds bad, but it just Becky looked way too nervous. She looked uh, 
lost at times. She wasn't connecting on her attacks. Mm-hmm. Rousey did not look nearly anywhere she did against Charlotte or against Alexa Bliss. Do you think she was checked out at this at this time? Like she was just like I'm I'm done anyways. Like do you think, think she really got fact, into her feelings? No, I think leading up to simple, it. I think it's a simple fact that Ronda Rousey, every one of her big matches that that were good were one on one matches that they rehearsed numerous times. This was mm-hmm. a three-way that was twice as long as any match she's ever had, and you added an entirely whole other person into the match, which I'll tell you, between wrestling a, a one-on-one and a three-way is extremely hard because now instead of selling half the time, I mean, you have to sell, but you have to be paying attention to wait for your cue, and now you have to remember two people's spots because not only do you have to remember what you're going to do, but you have to remember when you need mm-hmm. to come in on the other person. So it's just it's a harder thing to do. I mean, it's, so how do you map that out? Do you ha- do you do signals or do you just say, hey, after this, then you come in with that, like, or or do you try to signal each other, like, hey, this is like, the spot where you do this? Uh, the the last MCW show, um, we all kind of we had like an opening chain type thing. Um, Joe Demetrius double enziguered me at the same time, and I powdered, and I knew when. When Joe dumped Demetrius was when I was supposed to get back in because then I would take them both out on the floor and then I would throw Joe in the ring and then me and him would do our spots. So, you know, there's cues that were easy. But when you have, you know, 65,000, 70,000 or the 86,000 or whatever the hell they reported, which wasn't true, in there, you have the first women's main event. There's a lot of pressure on it. And I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair was the one who showed out. Mm-hmm. She should have won that match. If you want to go off of the she natural, was my pick. what it was, yeah, and yeah. it was it, she outshined him, and you know it, it's it's and maybe maybe it just it goes back to what I said before that I I don't want to say I agree with, but when I watch the matches, I just I don't think Becky Lynch is as good as her counterparts. I don't think she's as good as Charlotte. I don't think she's as good as Sasha. At times, I don't think Becky's as good as Bailey. I mean, and just just watch her stuff. It, her 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 punches aren't always clean. The movements are a little goofy. But I but she, think I, she's I mean, too much into the character to to really care about the in ring ability at the moment. Since everyone always respected her in ring ability and just said the character's just not there. Where now she's just kind of putting blinders on that because she's like, hey, everyone thinks I'm great already in ring. Now I gotta remember, concentrate more so on, on, on the character. Do you remember when Natalia was like the best one and then everybody kind of passed her? And yeah. then it was like, oh, we gotta fix this. Becky Lynch, out of all the signees, when she was Rebecca Knox, she was in Shimmer, she was working all those indies, and she was better than all of these women. And Charlotte Flair came in blind eyed, she surpassed her. Ronda Rousey for the matches she had has surpassed her. Alexa Bliss, who was a somebody who had never wrestled in her life before the Performance Center, I think has passed her. Um, you can compare matches with Bliss and Rousey, and they've been better. I think it was one of those things where Becky was just always better, and I think she's just getting passed, and she did, she hasn't evolved. Mm. And it's I'll t- look, I I I I'm glad she's champ. I I think she deserved every bit of it. She's worked her ass off. Her character's awesome. Like I enjoy it. I I don't enjoy her character as much as I did on that sma- on that raw when she took over and was beating yeah. people up and stuff. 
because then they just made her an injury prone chick who was just now she's become a get these hands type of character. Yeah, and it's just like it 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 revolves back around the whole thing where when they fi- when the chase is finally over and they finally have the person win, they don't know to what to cool do with off. that person. <laughs> they don't know what to do with them. They just go, well, that was cool. Now what do we do? And they they don't know how to... Alistair Black, same way. He wins the title and everyone's kind of like, well, now what do we do? It it sucks. I just don't understand how they can get get you to that promised land if they invest the time like this, but then they don't know what to do with you once you get there. And, you know, maybe, maybe it was just a coincidence and maybe it was nerves, but... I'll tell you, go back to 31 or whatever. I think Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha was better. And I think it's oh, because Charlotte yeah. Sasha was in the match. That was the match of the night, in my opinion. Wow. And, and you know why I think it was that much better? is because Becky didn't have to carry as much as she probably was put on to do because of her status in this match. Charlotte mm-hmm. and Sasha, I think, did more of the load than Becky did in that three-way. I think Becky was put in a, in a tougher situation. And I think Ronda was in a spot where she's never done this type of a match before. And this, and, and she's never wrestled more than like 10 minute matches. And they put her in for 20, you know, and it was like, it just, the formula was just, it just, something was off and it wasn't Charlotte, which I was complaining about. The last few months for sure was, was definitely it, everything seemed off, you know, hell you have mm-hmm. Becky Lynch lose to Asuka. Then you have, you know, her, just so many different things, you know, that just upped and down this feud, you know, and then, you know, inserting Charlotte, which, hey, you know, like, like we, you know, we're Charlotte fans. We, we appreciate her, her uncanny ability, you know, again, to adapt, which is always, you know, a good thing, which she's made strides, you know, over the years. Um, but yeah, again, you know, just kind of watching it with a, with a fresher eye the other day, I, I just thought, you know, I could genuinely, genuinely see, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the the passion, the animosity that, you know, all three of them had for each other. You know, yes, it, it was outlandish at times, you know, not only the buildup, but some parts into this match here. But, you know, the the Twitter thing, it was great for a while. But, you know, uh, you know, Rousey brought it down with the whole, you know, fake sport thing. I don't need this. And then, you know, Becky just kind of, you know, agitating a little too, you know, often than than one would want. Um Again, it's cute for a while, but, you know, it's it's just something that, that just marred, you know, uh, a home run, you know, as we've been seeing your, over the last couple of weeks of a match. Your get-your-hands take, I think, might be my favorite take because she's she has turned from somebody who, like, I generally was like, hell yeah, I mm-hmm. want to see what she's going to do next yeah. to, oh, she's just becoming a glorified catchphrase. She's just a gimmick yeah. now. It sucks. Like, it's not even swagger like she had, like you said, when she came out and, and was, was punching, you know, people in the head and, and there was blood smeared all over her into, you know, just cockiness where, you know, it's just, it's like, okay, we're, you're going to make us not like you now. Yeah, you know, they, just, they you got to have that, that sympathetic difference. baby face. You were yeah. going to, you were pushing her as a heel yeah. and it worked. The you Austin knew the effect. crowd. Th- yeah. The, you knew the crowd's not going to, not going to boo her. So just let her continue to be the heel like you did Austin. She's a glorified heel. She, it's, Hulk Hogan was a glorified heel. I don't give a damn what anyone says. He eye-raked, <laughs> eye-gouged, back-raked, bit people. You know, I don't care what anyone says. 
she was a glorified heel and the fans loved it. Let her be a glorified heel and just work around it. Instead, you turned mm-hmm. her, you gave her an injury for two months and made her a sympathetic baby face who got suspended, who got taken out of the match, who lost her. Like you had her suddenly become exactly what she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it failed the character. It failed the match. And now you're just back to square one. Yeah. Like you said, back to that, you know, that, that sympathetic character where I still think one of the greatest pieces of merchandise I've seen, besides, of course, the ones you could find at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleCast um, for all, choose any four of the awesome WrestleCast radio shirts. But was her, um, her gimmick with the, uh, where, where she was in jail, her mugshot. I was like, that's badass. That's something I want to buy. And if my size didn't sell out, you know, when I went to go purchase one, I was just like, oh, I, I would have bought, you know, two of those, one to hang up and one to wear, because that's pretty damn cool. Or if I would see that now, I'm like, uh, nah, I'm good. Uh, it, and it sucks. It, it, it genuinely stinks because it was something that we wanted to get behind and we wanted to enjoy. And they just, they just can't get it right. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it, it it's it's one of the most ludicrous things that I've seen um, in a long time. The only thing I like, I don't know. My I guess my only other beef is um, if this is all we're talking about with Mania. Before we, um, if you if you don't have any other takes, I have one take uh, before we sign off of this uh, extended show to make up for our seven day hiatus. Even though we still did the show last week, we didn't miss, but. Um, uh, what culture wrestling or what culture.com um, I officially am going to war with them. Um, Ooh. They have one of the most egregious takes I've ever seen in my life. And I blown away by this. Um, are you, do you like What's some that? of the what culture lists that they do? Cause I did. I, I did. until I realized it was like uh, the old RL Stein goosebumps book. Where you would see one, you know, like pop up at a, you know, at the checkout line, like whoa, new goosebumps. And then, you know, after you realize you read the forty-first one, you're like, wait, they're all the exact same story. It's like the woke culture stuff, where it's like, oh, they're just repeating themselves with just different wrestlers, no new takes per new video. So, what culture? Um, I was looking over some of their lists, and somebody put me on this what culture list. Um, Ten underwhelming wrestlers who held legendary titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, let me, let me just, let, let's, let me, let me do this. Let me, let me, let me start at the top of this. If I go to page one, is that going to take me to the first page? Cause I'm, I went to the one that I wanted to, here we go. Uh, number 10, Butch Reed, um, as the NWA international heavyweight champion. Okay. That's, I guess it is what it is. I'm not going to complain, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, number nine, Johnny Hotbody. He was a ECW heavyweight champion, um, but it was Eastern Championship what? Wrestling. He beat uh, Jerry, Jimmy Snuka in 1992. Um, so I guess I guess that is what it is. But I, Yuck. Was Tito Santana um, there the following week? No, but he was a former champion there. So he did. Well, know. He was the ECW champion. <laughs> That's awesome. You do that good. <laughs> it was my first endeavor in ECW. One time, I remember Randy on like two o'clock in Chicago, and I'm like, "What? What's the Tasmaniac?" I was like, "Is that Tito Santana? Is that Jimmy Superfly?" Like, I was confused why all the old dudes from 
Coliseum video were wrestling in, in, in a bingo hall, you know, essentially. I'm like, why is the value production value look so shitty? Did Tito Santana lose Eastern. the title to the Rock Don Morocco on that show? Because that was a on a ladder show. match in a ladder <laughs> match. Yeah. Um, from 2003, Orlando Jordan is the U.S. champion. I can, I'm fine with that. That was that he wasn't anything special. Um, <laughs> Scott Norton uh, uh, is number seven. Oh, I did champion. I I don't I don't agree with that one. I thought Norton was pretty good, but it was what it was. Uh, Gary Steele, number six. Um, I don't even know what he won, nor do I care. So we're just going to skip that. Um, Xavier is Ring of Honor champion. He was, I think, the third, second champion. He lost to Samoa Joe. Look, the company didn't have much going on right there, so I don't see a problem with that. Uh, Rob Conway, number four, as the NWA champion. All right, whatever. I mean, Rob Conway wasn't the greatest, but he was he'd been at a long time. Uh, number two, we're going to skip number three. Number two, Steve Mongo McMichael as U.S. champion. <laughs> Um, I can agree with that one. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. Wildfire Tommy Rich as the NWA Heavyweight Champion. Okay. I mean, he's kind of a dork. He kind of looks like um, like the little kid from uh, Bad News Bears, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, wow. That's funny. What blew my mind was they had the third worst uh, person to hold a legendary title. Um, former All-Japan Champion from a couple years ago, they had Joe Doring on there. How the hell is Joe Doring the third worst person to hold a major title in wrestling? What kind of stupid ass? They said it's no different than the racism and sexism angles. He had he had a brain cancer and he came back from it, so they gave him the title for sympathy. He was a failed 2010 development wrestler, so he went back to Japan. That's the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life. So yeah, for that so he reason, improved and got better. That makes no sense, what culture. Yeah, so I'm officially uh, done with what culture. I just wanted to get that off my chest on air. Um, so F you guys, Joe Doring rules. And not only does yeah. Joe Doring rule, um, I mean, you heard him in our damn intro. So I'm a Joe Doring fan, so y'all kiss my ass. Alex, anything else you have before we sign off for this extended show tonight? Uh, no, it feels great to be back. Um, check us out again, uh, wherever podcasts are downloadable. Uh, check out, you know, FML, uh, solutions, com for all your deer stand needs. Um, some pretty cool uh, stuff happening over there. Um, we can get some good wine. What at wink? What's the, do we still yeah. have the promo code for wink there? Wink.com. Uh, strong style is your code, which, uh, I'm excited to get the, the fifth episode of, of the Game of Thrones just due to the fact that the second to the last episode of any series, especially ending, is always the best. So I definitely go to uh, wink.com and uh, put in the, uh, you said it was uh, Russell? Strong style. Strong, strong style. There you go. Strong style in the promo code there. Um, so yeah, very, very excited about all that. Of course, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash wrestlecast. I'm sure it's getting some good orders there. Um, keep it going. Um, I got man. I uh, Pet Cemetery, the worst films, if not remakes or adaptables I've ever seen. Uh, Star Wars. Oh, you're, get, you're getting uh, you're getting Kyle Adams there. And another thing, 
Yep. Another thing, if we do go to see Jushin Thunder Liger uh, for his last ever Chicago appearance uh, on a Mother's Day weekend, which we're going to talk about, um, if we go to that and Warrior Wrestling 5 to see a cage match, which I'm really excited to see between Aries and uh, Eddie Edwards, we can also go see the Sammy Callahans, as uh, 1E Money likes to say, take on, I would say, probably my favorite wrestler of 2019 so far, David Starr downtown Chicago. Ooh, we got a lot of wrestling coming up. Um, I'm not going to guarantee it this time, but we may be back later this week. Um, we're going to start the Champions Carnival. I'm going to start it tonight, uh, try to get done here going on. So if we get a couple shows watched in, maybe we'll come back and knock out a show with you guys later this week on some Carnival. Otherwise, we'll catch you next Monday as always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. And we will catch you all later. Peace out.